Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Tuesday Night Jaw Roundtable. And it's a special edition because normally we do the roundtables for WWE shows. Today, we're doing Wrestle Kingdom 11, New Japan's flagship show from January the 4th, um, which like a lot of the world seems to enjoy. Um, spoilers. I really enjoyed it. Um, so we're going to chat about that. It's a northern roundtable as well, which means I'm, uh, I'm in Manchester doing this. Uh, in the front room of one of my guests. I'll introduce all the guests. Guest number one, um, regular Tuesday night jaw on the Distraction Pieces Network <laughs> uh, guest. Um, a man who is so into this, he suggested a game for this show to me by message yesterday. Um, Chris Brooker. Hello. Hello, good evening. Wearing a TNA t-shirt. Yeah, it was at the top of my pile of t-shirts. How many wrestling t-shirts have you got? Not as many as I used to. I had a big clear out last year mm. and sold them all on eBay for like a tenner here and there. Um, I, I've still got too many. Yeah. I, I, I only own wrestling t-shirts, it yeah. feels, which is handy because my son likes to vomit on me. Um, it's not just your son, Jim. We've, no, all, we've of, all had a go. A lot of people, you know that scene in... Strangely satisfying. In Monty Python's meaning their life. That's <laughs> basically my life. When family I try, guy. Yeah. yeah when I try and entertain people. Um <laughs> I'm going to get to your little game that you want to do with us in a bit. I'm going to introduce other guests. Um, then we have Japanese wrestling experts, plural. Yes. Um, I don't bring the knowledge to this, so um, we, we've drafted. Um, expert number one, friend of the show, not friend of bread. <laughs> 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 it's Matt Richards. Hey. <laughs> Um, to, to throw back to the last time and the bread thing, um, the, the two best tweets I got were obviously I got a lot of like loaves and, and, and backs <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, I got a picture of the TV show Bread, the cast, nice, that, and then the album cover of the band Bread's Greatest Hits. So bravo to whoever that was. Good work. Yeah, solid, solid, solid work. Unlike my shits. <laughs> oh, that's set the tone. That's already yes. got the little e. Yeah. Thing next oh, I noticed that every time I'm on, it's yeah. like, here we go. You're really swearing. I know, mate. I apologise. I apologise. It's all right. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, you're on the show with two comedians, one of whom is swearier than the other. I think I'm quite a lot swearier than you. No, I'm about the same. I think. Yeah. I realise I'm pretty sweary. Yeah, but that's just the rage. It is. <laughs> just the inner rage. So lonely, Jim. It's all right, mate. 
Not a big fan. Um, and our, our final guest, a debutant on uh, Tuesday Night Jaw. Um, and how did you how did you describe our our our, our third guest? Our third palinist. 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 She's a palinist. Our third palindrome. She's the same backwards and forwards, Jim. Our third. Actually, fourth panelist. Well, no, because I'm I'm the host. All right. You guys are panelists. So you're the chair. I am. Yeah, I'm John Burko in this situation. Wouldn't it be brilliant if on Prime Minister's Question Time someone asked a question about a card of Omega? <laughs> and uh, right, honourable gentleman, why is it called the Rainmaker? There's no. Would the right honourable gentleman not agree that a six-star match is impossible? <laughs> Don't open that can yet, Jim. No, I know. I'm, I'm saying right. that for a um, Third panellist um, invited um, is a veteran of British wrestling. She's been a part of this. A genuinely Never British. describe a woman as a veteran. <laughs> Why? Colonel Price. <laughs> 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 oh, it's gone wrong already. <laughs> anyway, continue. Sorry. It's just it's a shame that your podcast machine is like the old Walkman and doesn't have a rewind button on it. So <laughs> no, we're, just, no. we're just committed now. Um, has, has has knows and has been around British wrestling and is is a scholar of the business. Um, has been a manager all around the UK scene. Um, probably best known at the moment for her work recently uh, with the models uh, in Future Art Wrestling. Uh, and is a devotee of New Japan Pro Wrestling, unlike almost anyone I've ever met. Is a true fan, passionate to the ninth degree. It's uh, Melanie Price. That was quite the introduction, thank you. That's fine. Now you have to live up to it. Good luck. No, <laughs> have you ever have you ever looked up flights to go to Japan around January the fourth? Yes. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. I haven't. I, I was genuinely going to go to this one because I remember having a conversation with Will Ospreay last year going, If you're on, can you probably get me tickets? Then he went, Probably. And I thought, I'll look up how much flights were and then realise a million pounds. Yeah. <clears throat> and I can't really warrant, with a small baby, I can't really warrant going to Wrestle Kingdom and WrestleMania in the same year. Although, what a year. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet you can't. Not yet. Not until, not until somehow I can make it my job. Um, <laughs> but what is it about, because I looked through your Twitter feed when, when Chris mentioned you were Stalker. coming on. Um, and <laughs> what, I looked through, like, how enthusiastic you were about Wrestle Kingdom, Aww. which was... Like it's it's a proper level of enthusiasm about it. You were trying to play down the fact that you're an expert purely because Matthew's got notes and <laughs> and it freaked you out. But um, but what is it about New Japan that sort of does it for you? Because I like Japanese wrestling because I like old Japan when I was a student. Yeah. But I'm old. Um, what is it about New Japan that kind of does it? Well, the main, obviously, like I love it, but I'm I'm more of a new fan. I've not got like loads of history or anything mm. like that. Only like the last four years or so I've got mega into it but I think the main thing is like I can watch WWE and think oh I'm really looking forward to this match and I finish it I'm like Ugh. but I feel, I feel with New Japan like the semi-main the main always live up or exceed your expectations guaranteed mm. like everyone's like oh I'm blowing the mind oh my god Wrestle Kingdom was great I was like I knew it was going to be great but see that's the thing I've had a lot of people tweeting me going I've never watched a New Japan show before and part of me, it's going to sound like a proper wrestling star, part of me goes, but you're a wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. How yeah. have you never watched Wrestle Kingdom before? But then, like, it was a massive deal last year because they had the English commentary on it. Yeah. And if the commentary is the thing that's yeah. putting you off, you could have watched it. Like, and, 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 I've, and it's so easy to watch. It's access that does it. I mean, it's because for many years you had to be properly devoted to hunt, to hunt everything down on, on eighth generation VHS or mm-hmm. DVDs. 
and now it's easier than ever to watch wrestling from all over the world. So, yeah, you know. It was interesting as well. What if we're, what if we're channeling, uh, channeling Toriano then, Bobby? Yeah. <laughs> just, just I, use that, I use that gift to, to just message my wife when I don't understand anything anymore. Just Later on, I will be hitting both of you in the testicles at the same time. Oh. What's the name of that move? Don't know. I've only... Four, six, two, isn't it? Or, or... It's a combination of three numbers. They've genuinely got a name. Hashtag choose an actual. <laughs> just look on Wikipedia, it's a lot easier. Um, well, easier than saying hashtag Tuesday Night Joe. No, it isn't. You have to still tweet me. Um, so, you you wanted to do because we always whenever we're in this room, <laughs> we end up doing a pun related game. Yeah. Um, which ends up turning into absolute carnage on Twitter. I mean, yeah. my Twitter feed is unusable for the next week. So, what what do you want to do today? Because well, this is your suggestion, not mine. Yeah. Well, we Matt and I were discussing the other. Day. We we're having a chat. Yes. Um, about the fact that one of our one of our new trainees, Ben. Is, is doing really well, mm. but he's a big, good-looking guy. And I joke that he could almost be like our John Cena. So we'll, we'll get... We'll, but we can't call him John Cena. We'll probably call him Ben Sooner. Or something <laughs> like that. You know, and we'll we'll do the Jimmy Hart knockoff version of his music words. My time is here. My time is here. You can't notice me. My time is here. All that kind of stuff. And then it, then it became a case of trying to think of... If you were doing that, in the same way that I think TNA have to do, that, that people will go there, like they're called Balls Mahoney Cajones on their yeah. ECW show, is if suddenly you had WWE wrestlers and you had to keep them going, but you couldn't use their actual names and likenesses in the same way. So it came down to simple ones like, oh my God, that's got to be Ken. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> and, and, you, and when you My, start playing it, yeah. it actually hurts. Yeah, so it's, it, boot, it's bootleg wrestlers. Yeah, bootleg wrestlers. So, yeah. for instance, the heart a kid, Ron Michaels. <laughs> oh. His finisher is... Wait, 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 let it breathe, let it breathe. Ron Michaels! Right, his finisher... H-A-K... This is the idea behind the game. So yeah, his finisher is the neat chin music. Oh. Uh, let me hit you with another one. Okay. Uh, famous wrestler Bob Goldstein, <laughs> whose finisher is the schmack hammer. <laughs> how about how about scat enthusiast Rami Sane? <laughs> Which is weird because that's his real name as well. Yeah. Right? But, but yeah, you said scat enthusiast, yes. and it became a very different podcast. What was the um, one you had before about Roman Reigns? Oh yeah, um, Norman it... Reigns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so and I'm his music, pulling, I'm just pulling up the WWE. And his music just goes. It was a little bit of a throwback to um, back in the the, the 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 early British wrestling days, where you'd go to the show and there'd be like Kurt Angel. Yeah. And and and. The Croc, uh, <laughs> because there was a UK Undertaker. There was there was a there was a there was a guy called UK Undertaker for for, for many years who did that act. And there was a guy was, that was... UK Undertaker was exactly the person I was thinking of because I remember seeing a poster with him on. And there was a, a British version of the Legion of Doom as well. There was oh, yeah. a well, British one of them, Kane. One of them was Ricky Knight. Ricky Knight was yeah. um, Animal in the UK Legion of there Doom. There you go. Oh gosh, it just it seems like quite a weird thing to choose to do. Like, put it this way: if someone just starts putting money on the table in front of you, you'll get a point. You go, "Yeah, I'll dress up as animal." Wouldn't it be weird if someone got the wrong end of the stick and it was animal out of the Muppets? <laughs> <laughs> drum, not drum. And, and Hawk was the the eagle that looks a little bit like <laughs> Mick McCarthy. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you look that eagle from the Muppets. He did, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, <laughs> so you're uh, you're bootleg wrestlers. Yeah. Oh, this is a hard one actually. Once, once you get started, the thing about this is it'll pop into your head at two in the morning when you're trying to sleep. Yeah. Um, if you've got any bootleg wrestlers, um, then tweet me at Jim's Moment. Use the hashtag Tuesday Night Jaw. Um, don't just shorten it to TNJ. Then I don't see it. People, people have complained about the length of my hashtag, which sounds like the <laughs> shittiest post anyone's ever. Yeah. Um, but you know, don't compl- It's the name of the show. I've got to. I've got to get some kind of brand awareness out there. And not use an acronym. So. Um, Hashtag Tuesday Night Joe. Yeah, um, and for full instructions, go to jimsmallman.com forward slash TNJ. Yeah, <laughs> I have to do it there. Right? <laughs> the URLs are different. Get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have a so, laugh, don't we? So, so <laughs> the trouble is I pay attention. Um, AJ Fashion. <laughs> oh, it's so oh, shit. It's good. Yeah, yeah. It's so, so good. good. So good. <laughs> it's a fun game. Um... Because the, the, the shit are the better. You know, like, yeah. it's got to be really shit. Yeah. <laughs> Dean Angel Delight. He came up with Dean Ambrosia. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Dean Ambrosia is where I went, and then I went, what shit are that Ambrosia? But, Angel Delight. No, but you can imagine that his entrance music would just be... Amazing. Oh, dear. Rich Goose. Right, now... I can't handle this. Oh, right. Let's talk about Wrestle Kingdom. Um, I've got a few general questions for us all to start with. Um, and, you know, as we're going through, any knockoff wrestlers pop into our head, we'll do them. Yeah. Um, so, question number one from Dave Higgins. This is a general one before we get into the meat of the, the actual show. Um, did we watch this with English or Japanese commentary? Uh, as we go around the room, uh, we'll start with Melanie. English or Japanese? Japanese. Christopher? Well, I watched with Matthew and it was? Japanese. Yeah, I watched it both. I watch oh. it in Japanese when I'm watching it on my own. I watch it in English when I watch it with my wife, so she grasps a bit more of it. However, she hated the English commentary because she found it really sexist and tedious. Mm. However, as you mentioned before we started recording, Liger on commentary is really sexist. It's just if you don't speak Japanese, you won't know. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> do any of us speak Japanese? Uh, no. no. I know the occasional word in it, but no. that's... I just, I just enjoy I the, I should learn it. the occasional yeah. English word shouted with incredible enthusiasm. Yeah. Like, recently we were watching a DDT show, and there was a match involving Dino and a woman called a No Woman, No Cry Match. <laughs> <laughs> and in the match, it was basically you had to make the, the, first, per- like, the first person to cry lost, and they would interrupt the match with sad videos and one of the first videos was this video of like a dog and like he, I think he either died or got really ill and he was really, oh yeah oh yeah they put Marley and me on yeah basically, <laughs> yeah, basically. genius idea oh god DDT is mental though isn't it yeah I was, I was, the story I was going to tell you as well it, it popped up on my um, my, my uh, Twitter feed God bless Mr. Lariato and his gifts. Um, Lovely bloke. I feel I've probably met him and shook his hand because he comes to progress shows. Ah. And I, I, but none of us know what he looks like. It's like he's a sc- mysterious. It's like the Scarlet Pimpernel in Blackadder. <laughs> if you asked him, he'd say no. Do you know gifts meant to be pronounced Jif? I thought it was Sif. No, no, that's, no. that's Euro <laughs> joke. Good joke, mate. Good joke. <laughs> um, but, but no, it is meant to be Jif, but we've all got used to the hard G. <laughs> Speaking of the hard G, come uh, on, Matt, finish your story. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, the hard G, which is Shad Gaspar's new. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's a good boot, like uh, boot, like knockoff. 
Um, um, yeah, the the um, as as as, as <laughs> people will be aware, in DDT, the, the champions have been such thing as a little girl and twenty four seven champion. Yeah, yeah, blow up sex ladder. Ball. Well, they outdid themselves this time because a, 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 while the champion was getting beat down by another wrestler, the wrestler proceeded to whip him with the title belt, leave the title belt on top of the champion. The referee then counted the three, so the title belt became the champion <laughs> of itself. <laughs> This is Inception in wrestling form. <laughs> the spinning top was still spinning at the end of the game. The I, of the I had a nosebleed. It's <laughs> <laughs> really slow. I think we've all got one now as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, I, I, one of the reasons I like to watch Japanese wrestling with Japanese commentary is it's partly because one of my favourite matches of all time is the uh, Kenta Kabashi and what is his tag team partner? Uh, is it Kawada? No. Kent Kabashi and a, a fairly small name in wrestling compared to he, he wasn't part of the, the the big group of all Japan guys um, against the Canon Connection, so Furnace and Lafon, and and the commentary on that made me love Japanese wrestling because like just hearing a Japanese wrestler just uh, Japanese wrestling announcer screaming the word DDT and screaming yeah. the word Moonsault and screaming the word Orange Crush because mm-hmm. like he's the biggest REM fan in the world it was just fucking <laughs> tremendous. Um, and and that is a big is a big part of it for me. And I, I think you can hear the crowd better when you're Japanese commentators because they don't say a lot. Mm-hmm. They don't need to. Yeah. And I always love the fact that they'll often get an older guy yeah. doing co-commentary. And it was especially good in all Japan because you used to have Giant Baba doing it. Yeah, yeah. And you could tell when Giant Baba was talking yeah. because he sounded like he was a foot taller than everybody else <laughs> and 20 years older. Yeah, yeah. So you'd have the commentator really excited and then you just have a kind of really monotone voice. And you're like, oh, Baba's talking. <laughs> good work. Um and, and for me, it's a big part, and I, I don't, I don't need to have it. Exp- I know who everyone is, yeah. So I don't need to have it explained to me. Mm-hmm. What I think was interesting with Wrestle Kingdom is they obviously know that the Westerners are watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, one thing that they, they kept putting over on commentary was how many people were there, and they kept saying in English commentary there was forty thousand people there. Well, there wasn't. Mm. There was twenty eight. I think twenty eight thousand is still amazing, mm. but they've had fifty five thousand for Wrestle Kingdom before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that still it's 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 not the I think the lowest attendance they've had for Wrestle Kingdom is sixteen or seventeen thousand, but they've had fifty odd thousand a few times. So mm-hmm. it's not the best attendance, but it's fine. Yeah. Um, but they've got a ring announcer mm-hmm. who announces kind of in English. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then you've got it the right way round, which is the Japanese way, which is surname first name. Yeah. Which yeah, yeah. you know, and it it feels really weird that they they almost were were putting precedent on the English announcer he got to do it first mm. almost so we're all in the loop of what's going on it, it feels like a, mm-hmm. it's a very deliberate thing to try and target mm. it's possibly also the fact that you, as a rule there's a rhythm that means that anything that goes last has a bit more gravity to it mm-hmm. so it would kind of make sense that the last thing that the, the native crowd would hear before the match starts is their own language uh, yeah. ring introduction yeah, yeah. I, I, I just I always just really like Japanese reintroductions. Uh, yeah, something really yeah, nice yeah. about them. Do you know, go back to the commentary as well. What I think was really interesting about um, the commentary is when I when I used to watch a lot, a lot, a lot of French football. When I was writing about it, French football with Silla Black, obviously. Yeah, yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. A lot, a lot of French football. <laughs> um, was the... How do you get? If you, have you been to France to watch much football? No. Right, because I'm going to say the. Croissant-based diet, fucking. <laughs> I know, mate. I'd be, I'd be over, over before I even got there. Um, anyway, the Paris so Wishes was killed by a pan au chocolat. There's a reason they spell it pain. As far <laughs> yeah, as yeah that's true. 
But the, 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 the stand-up thing with their commentary was, it was almost rhythmical in the way that they would talk. So yeah. as an attack was building up, they would sort of start going through the gears, start going through the gears, start going through the gears, blah, 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 and then reach a crescendo or reach a point and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I prefer the Japanese like style of commentary because they they sort of fit the style of the matches yeah. better. Mm-hmm. And when the energy is really coming up, and like you say, they don't say much, but when they're screaming, Rebecca! To the point where their eyes are bleeding, you're like, <laughs> yeah! Well, I mean, it's not to say that Kevin Kelly and Steve Carino didn't do a good job. No, no, did. no. Um, but it's, I mean, we'll come to one match in particular where Steve Carino's reaction to it is hilarious. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, for me, it just, I, I, I like watching it with Japanese commentary, yeah. you know, in the same way that like, if I watch a WXW show, kind of it doesn't bother me that if commentary's in German. No, I'm totally fine with it. You, you can pick out the rhythm of things. Mm. And the interesting thing is you probably pick out the rhythm like in the French commentary or Japanese for football or German, Japanese because you're not listening to the words. No. But you pick up the meaning and the rhythm. And it's the same. I, 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 uh, I remember in Aarhus, we went over for the Aarhus Festival yes. quite a long time ago. Not fucking nearly six years ago now. Mm. Um, I got to judge a stand-up competition in, in, in Danish. <laughs> Oh, it's brilliant, isn't it? I've, yeah, I've watched, in Danish, yeah. I've, I've, done, I've been paid to go out to Norway to do stand-up on mixed bill nights where the compare has been Norwegian, yeah. the opening act's been Norwegian, and then I've had to close in English it's like they to put, people who've just been really enjoying Norwegian comedy. I have to go on and go, you know how you didn't have to probably think that little bit extra to watch what you've watched before? Well, welcome to a world of pain. Well, but they, <laughs> so they, so they, do it. they do it. It's like they've switched the button. But the thing is, when I was, d- I was judging this Danish language stand-up competition, I said, are you sure that's a good idea? And they said, yes, because some things are universal. Language is universal. And you can hear if someone's good because jokes have structure in the same way that music, football, sport have structure. And you can feel if someone is good at their craft or not mm. without necessarily get why something's funny. And I found some of it hilarious despite not understanding a word of it as much because then I noticed the delivery and the and the what what I tell you what was also interesting is it's become a bit of a because you that was the first question you asked Mel was you know, do you watch it in Japanese or English commentary? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you were, but I think I mean have you tried watching it in English? Oh yeah, well I think last year I watched a bit in English and some in Japanese and New Year's Dash I don't know if I'm the link on New Japan World I watched that in English as well it yeah. seemed mixed up but I mean to be fair on them. They have a lot more to do than the average commentator because they have to give a lot more backstory yeah, yeah. for yeah. like new Absolutely. fans. Mm-hmm. But and they did do that really well. Yeah. Like it's the same reason I put it on. So when my wife's watching it, is she gets a bit more. Yeah. I know who these people are. Mm-hmm. Like you know, as I often say, she's not My wife's not really a wrestling fan. She likes progress and anything I happen to have on in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it just I find it interesting seeing when she watches stuff like this to see what she likes out of it. And it's weird how much she enjoys, which is the similar stuff that I enjoy, which is essentially guy, guys properly killing each other. She's really, really into. She's not a big fan with my wife being a and myself being both being proud feminists, but she's not a massive fan of uh, the sexualization of women that is in Japanese wrestling because it's still. But Japan's a different society to what we're used to. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, it is as a rule a bit more of a sexist country than we are and, mm-hmm. and America is. So it does feel, um, when Bullet Club are coming out with girls, it does feel a bit like, oh, this is 
this is deeply uncomfortable. Yes. Um, <laughs> Tokyo pimp though, innit? Yeah. <laughs> Tokyo pimp though, innit? <laughs> and, it, and, and to be fair, it's got a lovely logo. Yeah. Go on the, if you go if you go on Pro Wrestling Tees and go on the New Japan shop page mm-hmm. of Pro Wrestling Tees, everyone's got a lovely logo. Like I, someone's been working really hard to get these logos right. I like the way you send that message. If you're gonna be a pimp, get branding spots. Yeah. Have a, good, <laughs> have a good logo. Everything's fine. Um, next question. Carl smiles, Steve. Um, I'm gonna kind of answer this one. Um, is why can't they use the proper music? So obviously, there's bits where. Um, some guys come out and there's a thing that says mm-hmm. you can't use a license. Um, I can explain this, Steve. Um, the, the, the minefield that is using licensed music. Now, we use licensed music in progress because we pay to use licensed music in progress. Mm-hmm. However, we pay to use licensed music knowing that we don't have loads and loads and loads of subscribers. We have a few thousand, but we don't have, we don't have half a million mm-hmm. or whatever. I don't know how many subscribers New Japan World's got, but it's probably... Conservatively, you could say it's probably got half a million subscribers. Yeah. Right? So, even if it's got a quarter of a million, that's way more than us. And it's a sliding scale of how many subscribers you've got. We can just about afford to pay our licensing fee. Mm -hmm. Um, If we had any more subscribers, we'd probably struggle with it. Mm -hmm. So, it's one of those things. And it's it's probably the reason that uh, ICW, who probably have a few more subscribers than us, um, use don't use licensed music they've got individual music for all their guys that is you know is is theirs yeah same reason ring of honor do it um and yeah it's just one of those things it it, it's unfortunate but international music licensing is a pain in the ass like we pay to be able to use it on youtube but then again we'll put a youtube video up of like our favorite matches of a year we'll set it to a a a song that's completely fine for you to watch on a laptop you can't watch on a mobile yeah and it gets it's just really really vague and at least the music, the one thing I would say in New Japan's defence, the music that they use to cover over the music that we can't hear is actually all right. It's not as noticeable as when you're watching old WCW stuff uh, on the WWE Network yeah. and the music they've used is, or, or old ECW. ECW is the worst. When you're worst, watching and yeah. going, oh, this is, because it's really hard to overdub music. At least New Japan know they've got to do it. So, it, you know. I think we spoke it. about it before on here about mm. how I didn't know Sand, uh, Sandman's music was Enter Sandman for ages because I'd, I'd only watched like later DVDs. Oh yeah. And I was always yeah, like, what are they singing? Like why what are they singing? <laughs> um, it is a crying shame though because one of the the music uh, one of the theme songs that's affected is Jujin von der Ligers, which is yeah. still one of the greatest entrance music in the world. Takes me back to the wrestling channel every time. Yeah. I remember having a mate when I was at university who didn't particularly care for wrestling, but really really liked manga. And really, 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 really like 1980s hair metal. Oh, so Jushin Liger's theme music and Jushin Liger's face yeah. <laughs> were brilliant for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and let us let us all remember the, the William Regal story that starts with me and Jushin Thunder Liger were in a bed and breakfast in the Shetland Islands. <laughs> 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 it's still one of the finest opening sentences of a story anyone's ever told me. Mm-hmm. Um, right, um, final question before we get into uh, the show itself chronologically. <laughs> Um, from Wilson Wilson, who has the best lariat in New Japan pro wrestling history? Oh, that's a question, isn't it? Now, no. a lot of people are going to go uh, Satoshi Kojima because. Be- but but it's called the Cozy Lariat, which sounds too nice. Yeah. <laughs> I love it when it flashed on the screen behind him. Yeah, it's like, oh, ain't it nice. Oh, it's cozy. cozy, isn't it? Give him a cuddle. Um, I think Ishii's got a good one. Yeah. I think Hiroki Goto's got a, got a good one. Yeah. Um. I'm trying to think of like you know older. See, because 
when Sasa- you go older, Kensuke Sasaki had quite a Lariat yeah, on him as well. Yeah. But also, when you go older, you, you start straying into old Japan. Yeah. Because that's yeah. where Stan Hansen spent Stand most of his career. Well, yeah. technically... Although he was in New Japan for a Technically, yeah. the Steiners. They, yeah. they turned up in New oh, Japan. Really? But, but, is, but is that a Lariat or is that just a salt? <laughs> <laughs> that is the question. Yeah, where's the line? Yeah, um, that's true. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard because everyone throws a good yeah. Lariat. Mm-hmm. Yeah... I must apologise to the young lady who, um, I forget your name because I've not got the tweet to hand, who um, admonished me for, for saying everyone should know the difference between a clothesline and a lariat. And she didn't until we explained it. Um, and uh, I, I did not mean to ostracise people who do not know the difference between a clothesline and a lariat. Boo. Uh, no, don't boo. Um, I genuinely apologise because, it, to me, it's just the lariat's one of my favourite things yeah. in the world. See, um, the, the, uh, one of my favourite Japanese lariats of all time is uh, Susumu Yokosuka's from um, Dragon Gate, mm. the Jumbo no Kachi, because it's a great name, <laughs> um, which is apparently named after some baseball commentary. It's Jumbo no Kachi makes it sound like an elephant who does not want to go back into the Yeah, place. yeah, Jumbo no Kachi! Um, <laughs> but it's, it's wicked, because I like the fact, because in that wonderful Dragon Gate way, he has a variation, which is like a he, does a... he does the lariat into a pin. And I say into a pin, he literally just whacks him dead hard and then falls on him as well. Um, but yeah, no, I think Kojima... Yeah, it's, it's... It's Kojima's gimmick. Yeah, I was just about to say, isn't it's, it? it's the instant... You, it's the one you think of, or the one I think of in New Japan, anyway. Um, he has a t-shirt with World's Greatest Lariat written on it, and if that's not a guarantee... <laughs> I've got to back that shit up. Yeah, it's... Oh my God, I've cursed. Oh! Well, it's all right. Started. I mean, it's already... He'd already given the, uh, the little red E on... Uh, <laughs> uh, on uh, on iTunes. Um, so, first match, dark match. Which, if you're watching on New Japan World and you're watching on the Chromecast, and it's really hard to fast forward, means that you get this match, and then oh, ten minutes of a st- uh, yeah, yeah I like that. ten minutes of a dead screen. Oh yeah, I hate that. You bit. Know, I like that bit. Um, I, had, I had breakfast in between. It's delightful. Oh yeah. Um, so, um, actually, I don't watch it live. I had to watch it. I had to watch it the next day. Um, so, uh, was the New Japan Rumble? Where you could be eliminated by pinfall, uh, submission, or being thrown over the top rope. Where Michael Elgin defeated Billy Gunn, um, Captain New- I mean Bone Soldier, um, yeah. Cheeseburger, Hiro Saito, Hiroyoshi Tenzan, Joshin Thunder Liger, uh, Kuniaki Kobayashi, uh, Manobu Nakanishi, Raisuke Taguchi, Scott Norton, yes, Shoulder Breaker, <laughs> um, Tiger Mask, Yoshitatsu, and Yuji Nagata in uh, 25 minutes. Um, I like Michael Elgin. Got a lot of time for Michael Elgin. Um, he looks a bit like uh, British comedian Bob Slayer. Oh, God, yeah. Doesn't he? Now that the beard's grown in, yeah. definitely. Um, uh, Michael Elgin, who was first in. Yes. And and won a rumble. Um, my my big takeaway point from this is I love, I love how much Japanese wrestlers respect tradition and respect people who perhaps haven't been around for a bit. Mm-hmm. And people go, oh, good. Oh, Kabayashi's come out. Amazing. Yeah. This is this is great. Um, dude can't really walk anymore. No. But come on in. Um, same with Hero Saito. Come on, come on in. Yeah. We're completely happy with this. Um, but also, it's the um, it's the it's the the system of dogpiling people to pin them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah, needs to classic. be more dogpiles. You, yeah. you know what I've now realised in hindsight is that the Rumble on WWF WrestleFest was basically because I'm sure they made that it was Tecmo, so they made it in Japan. So that was a New Japan style rumble, yep. yeah. Because you could pin or tap someone out, <coughs> tap someone back out to submit, yeah, uh, or throw them out or yeah. backdrop them out if you were really quick at the start, like I was. Good times, yeah. But yeah, that and that sounds like a lot of fun. 
So it's a, a rumble's a fun way of it's a fun way of getting everyone ready for a show. Mm-hmm. It's also a fun way of everyone getting paid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you've got people like you're here. You may as well get paid, and the same reason it's the same reason I, I believe that they have a six a six pound tag belt. Yeah, yeah. it's Definitely. just yeah, just for a reason to get people on a show. Um, I the, my big thing out of this is, <clears throat> and, and maybe you guys can explain this to me is. You know when you get guys who go who go from America to Japan and they become a big deal? <laughs> and you can understand, like, in the case of Michael Elgin, Michael Elgin's not a particularly tall guy, but he's clearly mm. really strong and really powerful. And there's an element of Scott Norton about him. So when Scott Norton came out, it yeah. was quite a nice... Um, it just made me want to play WCW NWO Revenge. <laughs> um, uh, but that's a really that's a really cool sort of thing to have them matched up. And then and then you look at someone like the, the Ring of Honor guys that they're using, like Adam Cole and like Kyle O'Reilly, you can see why that fits in. You can understand why Will Ospreay's there. You can understand why um, you can understand why Kenny Omega's there. And then there's Cheeseburger. Yep. Who I like, <laughs> I genuinely, like he's really entertaining. Yeah. But this is, it's, How's he ended up in? How has he ended up in Wrestle Kingdom? I suspect he stowed away somewhere. <laughs> yeah. You know, like like in one of those those Disney oh. movies on the boat. Obviously, they took a boat to New Japan, yeah. and they just they just hear a rustling from from one of the boxes. And, oh. like, he is entertaining, and the crowd love him. Yeah. The yeah, crowd yeah. love well, him. Well, there you go. He was there There's last your year. Answer. He was there last yeah. year, yeah. and that's why he came back. But I don't was... get how he even ended up there. He's like an in joke that everyone's yeah. Seen on. <laughs> like yeah. I don't know. Who's, think, who's he fun over with, or is well, he someone? To be honest with you, I think I think the thing is though. I think he probably fits into Japanese culture way more than he does Western culture because yeah. they they that, that he does wrestle for Ring of Honor in the States. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, he's that ultimate underdog sort he, of thing. He, it's like the anime, the manga thing. He's yeah. like the he's like the Ash Ketchum yeah. of, of of Ring of Honor and the guy that stumbled into it. Yeah. And I, I'm gonna if I'm gonna be dull and realistic about this, I'd say the reason he's there is because the guys from Ring of Honor from New Japan went him. They're mm. gonna love him in Japan. Mm. It's quite fun, like because he's so small and he's he's a skinny dude. Mm. And <clears throat> watching Michael Elkin powerbomb him is <laughs> really cruel, yes. but really really entertaining. And mm. you know, clearly he wanted to be out there mm. and. If he's gone I out mean, there and done some time in the dojo and yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he ended up in a Team Two Thousand reunion. He did all right for oh, himself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, that's a bit mental, really. Um, Anthony Russell has a question regarding <laughs> the Rumble. Um, out of the four of us, who would get furthest in a New Japan Rumble? Uh, over the four of us. Out of the four of us, uh, who uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna presume that Melanie has some wrestling training. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and a loaded handbag. And a loaded handbag. Yeah. So, I have no wrestling training whatsoever, mm-hmm. um, but I'm clinically insane. That's true. That's, <laughs> That's true. why I'm clinically insane and literally um, not fussed about doing stupid stuff. Good. See, I've, I've had see a... the beating I took <laughs> in progress. I've, um, I've had some wrestling training and I'm clinically insane. Yeah. And you're the biggest. Yeah. Mm. Crucially. I, but then I'd probably get big showed out by the three of you. That's true. I? That's true. See, Matt, he's built like cheeseburger. That's what I was about to say. I am the cheeseburger. <laughs> Smells like cheeseburger. He's not allowed to eat a cheeseburger. No. There's bread involved. Cheeseburger is his enemy. No, if, if we just pelt him with bread rolls, he'd be out. No, I, I would. I would definitely go full Taka Michinoku, uh, Royal Rumble 2000. <laughs> Proper on yeah, your, on, on your my head. face, yeah. taken to hospital. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. Who do we reckon? I, I think. I think it's a toss-up between Brooker and Mel. Mm. 
Brock is brawn versus Mel's brains, I would say. And bag. Yes. And eye rakes. Mm-hmm. And eye rakes, yes. Oh, I love an eye rake. Oh. <laughs> just, just a, it's a move that's underappreciated in the world of wrestling. Do you know who did a great eye rake? Rick Rude. Yeah. yeah. The number of times you go for the up the tire and then just go rake. Uh, See, here's the thing. Eye rake. Brilliant. Back rake. Get fucked. Oh no it, no! It sorry, it says that sorry, if they aren't drawing with... blood, then you you know. Someone's I've heard someone say that. I just it's because it was a Hulk Hogan yeah heel move that he did when he was a babyface. Yeah, he did actually. Yeah, weird, but I I just think if you run your nails down my back, <laughs> I, no, is that, is that more flirting? It's all you say. Yeah. Oh, I have a bootleg wrestler. Oh, okay. Rotating rake rude. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Is he just on a spit? Yeah! <laughs> in a kid shot. It's just a rake that rotates going, you prick! You prick! Mood awakening. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> um, so, so basically we've just seen inside your... <laughs> no, no, no. That's not how it's better coming across. Um, but it just, it's not, that's not... All right, it's I, don't, I can't see a wrestler going like it, when someone gets back raked, they drop yeah. to their knees in agony. Right, that's it's not a drop to your knees in agony. If you grab my eyes, that is a drop to my knees in agony because I've been blinded. But if you run your nails down my back, like if anything, I'm <laughs> going to go, "Oh, that got it, mate. Thanks." You know what I mean? I'm not going to. To be fair, I've done that on shows before. Like <laughs> I remember we were with Project Ego, with Trav, God bless him. I back raked him and he didn't even feel it. Like, somebody knows <laughs> <laughs> really and I was like, right, well, this was a bit pointless then, wasn't it? I think if you, but in your position as a manager, you could do it and almost, like, wrestlers could no sell it and turn around and go, yeah. what the fuck is that? And it's a distraction. That makes sense. Yeah. But, uh, but a big lad like Hulk Hogan doing it. And it's like, you're telling me, Hulk, I know you used to play the bass, so maybe you've got one long finger. There. <laughs> 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 like the hitcher, Mighty Boosh with a yeah, big fob. No, just no. Um, it's a dick move. It is. It's a not dick supposed move. to be a debilitating move. Austin no. Aries does it. There you go. The young bucks do it. You do yeah. a handspring into a back rake. Yeah, but that's a joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's a dick move. It's a dick move. It's acceptable. No. You know, it's it's a fine line. Um, <laughs> it's a very fine line. Um, so we're saying it's between you two. So um, I'm, I'm putting my money on Mel. I reckon so because wherever Mel goes, she's always got backup. Yeah. She's always got a team. And, and Mel won't enter into that situation without having thought about it first. Exactly. Whereas you would just go in devil may care. Yeah, that's it. I'm just, yeah, I'll, I'll improvise. I'll I'm make it up so as I go. proud to win the Fantasy Wrestle Kingdom Rumble. Yeah. It's, it's an honour. Um, we'll have a belt we'll, made for you. We'll get you a <laughs> massive impractical trophy that you have to take in your hand. <laughs> and a flag to break. Melanie <laughs> um, Placer. <laughs> match, match number one. Um, was uh, a cartoon tie-in. This year's cartoon tie-in was better than last year's, which was a tie-in with Doramon. Oh, yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. The, giant, the giant blue anime cat, which <laughs> doesn't quite... isn't. You wouldn't think translates... Because you look at the audience at Wrestle Kingdom, they're nearly all grown-ups. And I'm aware anime's got a different pull in mm. Japan, but I don't think anyone looks at it and goes, oh, really, Doramon? Like, yeah, no, I know what you mean. I know what you're saying. Um... Was uh, Tiger Master W against Tiger the Dark? Um, if you're wondering who played these characters, it's Kota Ibushi against ACH. <laughs> why, why would he need a mask? <laughs> oh, um, gosh. <laughs> um, so, I mean, this happened, didn't it? Um, it did happen, yeah. yeah. My, my 
my big takeaway point from this was like so they had better tiger masks than tiger mask <laughs> I no, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tiger, yeah, yeah. tiger Mask W's Tiger Mask is fucking I, beautiful. Yeah. I, might, I was led to believe that one of the things about becoming Tiger Mask, like obviously, you know, uh, Sayama, the original one, and Masao was for a while, and, mm-hmm. is that you have to make your own mask as part of the job. So presumably <laughs> backstage with like felt and pritstick and... I'd like exactly to think what it was, yeah. <laughs> I like think Eddie Guerrero sat there with copy decks all around going, oh, S-A. <laughs> ACH sitting there going, look, look, get me to the nearest hobby craft. Um, he's, hobby crafter? He's from the north. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, it, it was a six minute long match that, I mean, the, what was interesting with watching this show is when the rumble was on at the start of the show, I looked at the crowd and went, no one's here. Mm-hmm. Because it's a really long show. And you could still see people filtering in. Yeah, And yeah. It, it looked like, you know, we went to WrestleMania in Miami. Yes. And we got there really early. We did. And we watched, like, two or three hours watched the stadium fill up, which is a brilliant thing to observe when there's 60, 70,000 As people. I reapplied sunblock seven yes. times. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, but that's the way it felt like we were doing it. Because initially I was watching it going, well, there's only people sitting on the floor. Yeah. There's no one, there's no one sitting in the tiers at all. And they were, they were you know, as the show got pretty much to its middle... It was a lot fuller, but at the start of the show, it was, it was empty. The only, you know, it, and and the and the floor seats were during the rumble. It was pretty much that, and the hardcore fans wanted to be there, and it meant that the atmosphere built over the show. Not just because the way the show structured means it builds that way, but equally because the, the crowd was get, getting bigger and bigger. And at the start of this match, the crowd were kind of like, hmm, "This is it's all right," isn't it? Mm-hmm. but it wasn't. I don't know if they're contractually obliged to do something like this, or they do it because, or New Japan do it because they want to do it. Well, that's what I can't. Tiger Mask W is on their subscription um, thing now. You can ah. watch it. It's not. It's not got an English dub or English um, subtitles. Crunchy roll, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I don't know if it was a case of they were obligated or they felt like they needed to just promote it. Um, but it, it's it's. It's a thing that's happened a lot, though, like throughout the whole of Japanese wrestling. I mean, Liger, I mean, Liger was a, Liger's, yeah, Liger's a yeah, and um, even even sort of failed attempts by like Noah. Do you remember Mus- Muskin Terry, who was uh, Katoro Suzuki, and he had a rival, didn't he? It was really bad. Like it was when <laughs> Noah was really good as well, and like they were knocking it out of the park. So it's that thing of it, it, it's a weird, but it's a weird thing as well because they're not they're not they're not an, a, a sort of eighteen rated product. No. But they're not a PG product. Like wrestling is aimed more at adults in Japan than it is in America. Yeah. So for them to, even though I'm aware the anime is probably aimed as much at adults as it is mm. at kids, but at the same mm. time, it feels like an odd thing to do. Yeah. Feels, you know. But like you said, though, Abushi's a cracking tiger mask. Yeah. Is he going to stay as tiger mask? No. He's going to wander around the world. I just find it bizarre because they've lost so many stars in the last year and you've got Ibushi in the opener yeah. under a mask. Yeah, like, I just can't get my head around that at all. Yeah. Like, I was chatting to a few people on Twitter and they were like, yeah, but he'll love it, you know, because he loves the DDT shenanigans and stuff, but mm. Ibushi, come on. I think the problem with Ibushi is, anecdotally, this is, you know, no, no confirmation of this, is that he's a bit too much of a free spirit to yeah. actually work in any one place, which is probably why he's not in WWE permanently and yeah. why mm-hmm. he's not in New Japan permanently and he just... He's all over the he place. He just wants to do his thing, doesn't he? Yeah. And in some ways, that's that's nice. You know, but at the same time, as a fan, you're like, just come on. We know how good you are. We really know how good you are. Come on. Um, so, yeah. 
Um, so if you're listening, Abushi, come on! <laughs> hashtag TNJ. Um, don't. Um, Stop it. I'm ruining the hashtags. Um, <laughs> next match. Uh, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship. Um, I like that there's two tag team championships, although it is getting to the point with the Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship that it's the same teams wrestling each other. Yes. Because um, last year, wasn't it Rapongi Vice, Red Dragon... Young Bucks. Young Bucks and is it Kish- Alex Shelley and Kushida. Kushida. Or, or some, or was oh, it no, because Kushida was with Sidell. Kenny, wasn't it? Oh, no, it was, Rick- oh Ricochet Seidel last year. So it was an all-Westerner four-way yeah. last year. Um, um, an all-Westerner match this year. Um, so Rapongi Vice, uh, Beretta, not Trent Beretta, just Beretta. Uh, and uh, everyone's favourite eye patch wearer, Rocky Romero, um, <laughs> beat the Young Bucks um, uh, in what became a pattern for the night of title changes uh, earlier in the show. Um, for me, I was surprised they t- they switched the title because, but but then again, this title gets switched a lot, yeah, a yeah. lot more than the main tag title does. Can, is this a good time to admit that I overslept and? Didn't get in to watch it. Yeah, until, he turned up late until Cody and um, Juice Juice yeah. Robinson. You can pipe down then, mate. Cheers. I'll have a nap. <laughs> um, Sweet. Um, the um, there's there's one really nuts. I mean, the, the match is it's exactly what you'd expect from a Rapongi Vice and and, um, and and Young Bucks match. I was reading people on Twitter going, oh, "I'm a bit disappointed with it." Mm. What are you disapp- What are you disappointed? What were you expecting? Like, first of all, these are guys who know they're on second on the main show. Yeah. They can't go out and do everything completely insane because other people have got to go out there later on and do insane yeah. stuff. Mm. Um, they've been given... Presumably they were told you've got you've got 12 minutes off you go, mm. right? Um, the Young Bucks are always entertaining, but they can't do diff, va- you know vastly different stuff every match that they have. Mm. There was a brilliant point where <laughs> they, they went to leave and my wife was in the room when they went to leave and, and she went why are they leaving they came out with all those fucking belts they just <laughs> left them <laughs> they, why would they walk you take your belts and walk don't just walk back up that entrance way um, uh, but um, yeah and also Trent Beretta did an amazing like oh. there's missing a dive when someone doesn't quite catch it there's then completely committing to somersaulting and landing on your back Ooh, uh, on the entrance way yeah, which that happened. <gasps> yeah, that. Like, you ever yeah. done a dive to the outside when you were wrestling, Matt? Yeah. You ever missed that spectacularly? No, I know someone who did though, <laughs> <laughs> and it might have been my fault and another gentleman's fault for not catching him. Uh, as he, he, it was, <laughs> he did a suicide dive and he came at some velocity. Uh, me and I won't name who the other person is. Um, me and this other person literally just stood there trying to catch him as he went through the two of us oh. and, and his head went into a guardrail and broke the guardrail um, yeah that was fun um, yeah yeah Is it, did he survive? <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's alive sort of um, oh yeah I used to yeah I used to do a lot of it I remember when Cyanide um, once caught me for a hurricanrana on the outside but as he was catching me swung my head into the ring apron <laughs> which was fun so uh, yeah it's, dives are dangerous kids but it's I think Beretta he tweeted he tweeted the, a gif of it happening 
with a mum. My mum didn't even come to check on me afterwards. <laughs> the, best, the, be- the best tweet was, I don't know if you saw his retweet, but it was like Romero with the belt and like saying like, I can't remember if he's like a five time. He's something like, he's, he's a crazy. Seven. Seven, yeah. Seven time. He seven. Yeah, know. yeah. Seven time uh, IWGP junior heavyweight tag team champion. And Beretta retweeted it with, yeah, I guess it's all about you, mate. That's <laughs> what it is though. Their dynamic is so weird. But that's good though, because they told because they told the story though, because because yeah. Beretta was take, took out for the you know uh, for the, the rest of the match, it was down to Romero yeah. to, to to pull it through and pull it together. <laughs> it so in a way, it told the good story though, because you know he's he's won this title for the seventh time and he did it and you know he kept it going for the team and stuff. So. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It was fun. I, 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 right, spoiler alert, I enjoyed every single match on this show, so yeah. I'm not going to badmouth anything. I feel like there was one match I didn't enjoy, but no, no, I think I'm pretty much with you. Um, but it's... Right, nothing was bad. There's some no, stuff no, no, that's, no, no, no. There's some stuff that I... And we'll get to it in a bit. There's some stuff that I didn't expect to be like the main event. Yeah, yeah. So it's fine. And in this match, it's like, I know I'm going to, it's going to be about 10 minutes. I know I'm going to be entertained. I really like Rocky Romero a lot. Yeah. He's a fantastic wrestler. And it was good. I was surprised at the title switch because I didn't expect it to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's quite a nice thing to happen. Um, We do need to talk about the fact that, um, let's name all the belts that the Young Bucks came out with. So they obviously had the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Title Belts. And they had the PWG Tag Team Title Belts. Ring of Honor. The Ring, Ring of, of Honor. Honor Tag Team yeah. Title Belts. And the Super Kick Party <laughs> Title Belts that they've just had made. That's boss. I didn't know that. that was, that's <laughs> wicked. Wicked. So we've been, we've been asked this question um, from the Josh. Um, who will be the first team to win the Super Kick Party Belts? Oh. <laughs> oh, Powers of Pain. <laughs> wow I was trying to think of people with like who do really good super kicks and the first person that came to mind was Chris Adams and I was like well he's not winning it anytime soon is he so powers of pain like they should have should be a knockoff of those men called Mains Power <laughs> <laughs> nice the hours of pain <laughs> um, towers of pain are we going to base who's going to win the super kick party belts on who's good at super kick well yeah well otherwise, otherwise you know so, yeah. yeah so alright then let's, let's, let's draw up a list um, okay Marty Skull could win the Super Kick Party Just Kidding belt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he always gets so close. Never quite gets it. Um, I don't think he's got a good Super Kick now. Currently. Adam Cole's got a surprisingly Adam Cole's, Adam Cole's, tidy Super Kick. Well, having watched him at our show in Sheffield, yeah. Super Kicking the head off Will Ospreay repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, but going back to Chris Adams, I do quite like a... I like a lunging frost of a super kick. Like a lunging frost. I love a lunging frost. <laughs> hey, the dream team yeah, yeah. of Shawn Michaels, a heartbreak kid, and, and Rob Rob Michaels, <laughs> a heartbreak kid. That sweet, neat chin music. Sweet, neat chin music. <laughs> wow, that frost. Oh, no, no, all right. Okay, so um, sensible, <laughs> sensible recommendation. The Hardys, I yeah. reckon. The Hardys. Mm-hmm. Well, it was interesting when they walked out that the first they mentioned on camera. The yeah, so that's where I was going. Asked about their opponents. Come on, about opponents. Let's put over another show. While we're at this big show, let's put over another show. They're going to put their belts up at the compound for reals. Yeah, for reals. Oh God, they're going to lose them to a drone. Two drones. Oh God. Right then. We then come to the uh, Never Openweight Six Man Tag Team Championship, which was a gauntlet match, which I didn't realise was a gauntlet no, match. No, no, I was like, well, there's only two teams that out there. That damn yeah. Japanese commentary. 
Well, there's only two teams out. Um, so it's uh, uh, Lost in Pronounceables won, um, and I can pronounce it now, but yeah. I'm not going to. No, that's the, yeah, yeah. It's funnier. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Lost in Pronounceables, who are becoming my favourite stable in the world oh, yeah. at the yeah. minute. Um, uh, Bushi, Evil and Sonada uh, defeated David Finlay, Ricochet and Satoshi Kojima, who were the champions, mm-hmm. um, who in turn defeated Bullet Club, uh, Bad Luck Fale, Hangman Page, and Yujiro Takahashi, um, who I think we can say, without any shadow of a doubt, is the worst wrestler of the show. <laughs> I yeah, Takahashi's yeah. Awful. But just yeah, stop yeah. calling the Tokyo pimp. All he needs, just needs skills. <laughs> well, that's the thing. The he, pimp life. He's, he's, he's got a gimmick, yeah, yeah. which is, you know, is not the norm in Japanese wrestling. So I'm no. as strong a <laughs> cartoonish gimmick. He bloody loves it. <laughs> got his hose, it's all he cares about. Um, uh, and uh, also Chaos, who were the first eliminated, which mm. was uh, Jado, uh, Will Ospreay, and Yoshihashi. Um, Yoshihashi's hair, which is essentially something out of Dragon Ball Z, yes, um, yes. is ridiculously feathered hair. Yes, it's, you can make that hair on the WWE 2K games, yeah. but it's one of those things that requires two body parts. Like, <laughs> you can have that hair, but you've used up all your points. You're not allowed yeah, clothes. Yeah. No yeah. clothes. It's like when I make myself and put tattoos in there, and they're just millions of layers of tattoos, and I, I have to wrestle in my pants. Um, um, I, I'm, right, my first point I've written in it is I'm proud of Will because I've mentioned this before that um, Will, Will, Will Ospreay's my friend Will Ospreay's worked for Progress since our second ever show and um, I was I messaged him um, the night after the show just to say how proud I am of him and he's he's a smashing young man and I'm really, really pleased that someone at his age, 23 gets to gets okay. to wrestle in the Tokyo Dome Um and he, I'm, I'm super proud of him. And he put a, like he looks amazing because he mm. looks amazing at everything that he does. He never looks nervous. Always looks because you think like when I was 23, yeah, like I was nervous about everything, let alone having to perform in front of that many people. So uh, I'm super proud of Will. And I'm sad Will didn't win, mm. but it turns yeah. out um, uh, spoilers. It turns out it doesn't really matter if you win the six man title anyway. You will lose it the next night. Yep. Um, already been changed, yeah. which is a shame because Lost Unpronounceable's holding it would be great. Yeah, well, we, we put all we the titles it. on though. Yeah, well, we called it. We called. We called that they were going to lose them the day after. Because um, someone was sort of saying the other day about their gimmick is because they're an anti-authority uh, gimmick. Them winning Throw that belt in the air. Yeah, them winning the belts and then losing them. They use it as a as sort of like um fuel to say well you keep conspiring against us you keep making us defend our titles and these shows and make you know you're basically make you're the reason we keep losing it's not us which is an interesting way of looking at it um but they are like in terms of the 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 the, the factions they are the most interesting thing in new japan at the minute like chaos are a close second because chaos are always solid mm-hmm. um bullet club yeah um bullet club are a, a, they're still inter- they're not quite full nwo the dark not days, yet, yes. not yet. But they're not. It's not the same. It's not the same as when Fergal was there. No, no, no. Well, no, because it's 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 like the NWO. It's it's changed from what it initially was. Mm. You know that it was meant to be a, a a an actual. Well, we're a Western bad guy faction, and we are going to basically bring every single dirty Western trick in. And we're going to be successful at doing it, and that's why they got so much, like so much reaction from it initially, because they were doing stuff that at that p- period of time in New Japan was completely mm. unthought of. And like Omega, 
have sort of like evolved that with the whole uh, ladder match, for instance, and him using weapons and stuff like that. But they, 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 they are obviously not the same faction because they're not, not got the same people. And it's not a knock on the abilities of the people within that faction. It's just they need a reboot, I think, yeah, personally. Yeah, I think, um, yeah. think, think yeah, because there's people in it who, who are coming out of it well. Yeah. So, um, uh, Tamatonga, for example, I, yeah. who I'll talk about in a bit, I think he's great. And, yeah. and he's, given, he's given him more of a boost than if he was just Haku's lad. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, and and Hangman Page looks good out of it because he's interested and there's something slightly different about him and and it's giving him a leg up and yeah. making him a legitimate star and it helps with people like Adam Cole getting a foothold into having a Japanese audience understand him mm. um, and understand his motivations but I think Lij are so they're they're so different mm. um, and you look at them and just go like their entrance when they came the, the three guys came out in the in the six man tag. It's just like fuck. Mm. These guys are brilliant. Like Sonada is has gone from being just a dude in TNA to being interesting, like massively interesting. Yeah. Like Okada, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, Bushi's interesting. Bushi's yeah, coming yeah. out in a suit. Oh, I love Bushi. Like that, their whole entrance was just like you look at it and go, fucking. If you'd never watched it, you'd be like, who are these guys? Yeah. yeah. Who are these guys? It's like They're it's brilliant. like watching them. They they wouldn't look out of place in a Roberto Rodriguez film, would they? No, exactly. In, in one of the yeah, like yeah. you're in a bar in Mexico, obviously, yeah. and then they walk in, and you still have the guy in the mask as well. You know, shit was getting real. Yeah. Something someone made me chuckle about um, Evil's entrance, right? Attire. I, don't, I can't remember if it was if it was New Year Dash. That's size with him, didn't it? Yeah, but he had like rave lights at New Year Dash as well, and they were yes. like, "Well, we all know where the New Japan budget's going." <laughs> Evil's just out there going, "Yeah, I'm gonna have rave lights, a hood, a scythe, face paint, uh, what new gear." It's like, all right, mate, we need to we need to pay for these never six man title belts. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I am. Um... I like Evil as well. Evil. I like anything where um, what's your name? It's just Evil. Okay. Good. So, so basically, your gimmick is you've picked your number one personality trait. Yeah, and that's your name. So, so yours might be easygoing. Yeah. For example. I mean, I don't think I'd intimidate many opponents with that. Yeah. Um, and look, there's intolerance. <laughs> over there. uh, in case, intolerance. In, in, case you, in case you thought there was just because a massive racist walked into the room. That's not the case. I mean, Matthew is a massive racist, but also hates bread. Um, Especially hates brown bread. That's his worst thing in the world. Thanks. <laughs> um, one question we've asked. Daniel Ellis has asked, um, is there any point to the six-month belts that they change so often? Um, I think, and it's something I've touched on before, I think the point of it is to give everyone something to do. So who's the six-man champion now? Uh, Tanahashi. Tanahashi. Taguchi. Oh, wait, wait. It's just changed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Tanahashi, Taguchi, and... Oh. Is that the name? Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, I can think, because that's the bad side of it, because it changes so much. Yeah. And it is, and, and on one hand, it sucks that it changes so much, but it's giving people stuff to do. Yeah, it's because... nice that they include everyone. The other thing is, it doesn't mean... The fact that it's changed so much now doesn't mean it will always change that much. No. And of course there's a purpose to it, which is you get six-man tags are action-packed, they're fast-paced. Um, as someone who books wrestling, as you do as well, a six-man tag is a great way to get lots of people 
involved in something. It's a great way to get lots of storylines mashed yeah. together. It's a great way to further the feuds without necessarily burning through big high-profile singles matches. And they're fun because you don't have to have the pace drop for a second. It's just, it's just action, 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 action. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, yeah, giving them something to fight over just gives a meaning to it. Because six-man tags are brilliant, but having six-man tag belts means that suddenly there's something at stake. Mm. And six-man tag matches are all action with so many moving parts. So why shouldn't that change more well, often than the other belts? The reason that the reason that they've True. put the six-man title belts out there is how many how many New Japan shows have you watched where there's a, a seemingly pointless six-man tag oh, on it? So many, yeah. especially Thrown during G One. Yeah, I yeah. thought there'd be more on Wrestle Kingdom. So well, yeah, he good point. Do you want to hear one of my pet theories about wrestling? Is <laughs> that it is not doggies are brilliant. Doggies are brilliant. Oh, I fucking love dogs. Not as much as Eddie Dennis. No, Eddie Dennis loves dogs. I fucking oh, love he dogs, me. I don't think it's non-fans who have to forget that wrestling is predetermined. Hmm. I think it's wrestling fans. Yeah. I think it's wrestling fans who have to forget that there's someone in the back going, right, we're going to do this, 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 and this. Sure. In the the same way, I don't know if we had this conversation over the Goldberg-Lesnar match, which is, as a legit fight, the story was cocky dominant champion or or fighter gets overconfident, sticks his jaw out, gets chinned. That's the story. Real fights can end like that. And the nature of these six-man matches, like I said, is the pace is up, there's lots of moving Hmm. parts, if wrestling was a legitimate sport, because it's so much easier to have chaos, I would say that those belts are going to change more often than any others. Yeah. And, also, and the moment you, you ignore the fact that there's someone in the back deciding what's going to happen, and you go, well, this is just a fast-paced match where anything can happen, then all of a sudden you can enjoy it and not go, well, the prescribed number of maximum belt changes in a year is this. Yeah. And, and also it's like the law of averages they have more six man tag matches or multi man tag matches than they have any other match because the build up to the main shows on that tour are usually multi man tag team just matches just said this yeah. when you're out the room alright yeah. okay yeah cool nothing, nothing that strikes the fact that you snuck out of the room all <laughs> yeah yeah good come back and make a point you're I just think, going over a point also uh, did, you, did you mention the fact that, the, that having six men in there is more moving parts as well yes. cool wicked <laughs> yes. yeah, but I think um, you can touch on it later on in the card as well that I think in New Japan title um, who holds the title isn't it is important, but you can make the wrestler anyway. Like every yeah, phone match, yeah. any. Whereas in WWE, you're only the man once you've got the belt. But see, this is a discussion that that we had in progress about about who our champion, who our champion became after Mark Haskins had to relinquish the title. And it was interesting watching what our fans said, which was, "Well, it's going to be Jimmy Havoc or Marty Skill." And our, all our booking meetings at the time were. Everyone, everyone expects that. It's, yeah. it's, it's mm. not, you know, um, you, and I think that's the, the nice thing about what we've done as a company is we don't, we don't have to have, you don't have to be a champion to be super, 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 super over or super, super, super respected. Zack Sabre Jr. has never been our champion. Yeah. People yeah. fucking love him, right? And there's a reason, because he's really good, right? So, uh, it, 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 but you're right, your point, Melanie, about, about WWE is completely right because if you, it's almost felt that if you don't have a title belt, then you're slightly in irrelevance, mm-hmm. and it's it doesn't need to be that way, you know. Mm-hmm. Only only very very legendary wrestlers get thought of differently, like the Undertaker, yeah. like Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we're coming from a different point where there are when there were less titles and less TV, and belts only changed two or three times a year, just true. because they 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 could leave the belts on someone for all that time. But then you end up with guys like Roddy Piper, mm. uh, Mr. Perfect, who would have been multi-time champions now, but were never world champions. Mm. Mm. We got admonished for um, our belt changing again 
despite the fact the reason it changed was because a wrestler got injured. <laughs> so so yeah, I, I, so. I genuinely, I had two tweets from, I had two tweets from people going, oh, belt's changed a bit, hasn't it? You've changed the champion a bit. Well, so, so one, of my, one of my best friends in wrestling has had to relinquish our title. I knew about it a day before a show and he had to relinquish the title because he's got a serious neck injury. Um, you know, hopefully he'll be back and hopefully he'll be back sooner rather than later. But at the same time, come on. Like, it's, it's again, out of our hands. He again, was champion for a month, it was out of again, our hands. stop thinking about the guy in the back with a pen. Ignore that. Ignore the Wizard of fucking Oz. You'll enjoy yourself so much better. What are we supposed to do with the belt? Throw it away? No, because it costs far too much money. Can um, I have that next time? Best point about this match, though, was Pervy Liger. <laughs> and the fact that when Tagashi made the entrance with his... That, that one dressed as Ariana Grande. You know, that... <laughs> Bonnie mask on, That's and he just got to like. I wouldn't have known that that was dressed. I wouldn't have known that was an Ariana Grande costume. I, I would have said it was a bunny costume. <laughs> I live on the internet as memes, um, but it was just wonderful. No, mate, that's not memes that you've been watching. Really, <laughs> memes. Um, it cut to Liger just on commentary. This random shot of Liger just going, "Oh yeah, wicked! This is great." It's like you're a fifty-year-old man. Calm down, Frankie. Right, Matt. What you don't understand is when you hit forty. It it happens to you. You huh? just you just become this creature. Oh, I'd love to become how old a liger. Are you? How old how old are you now, Chris? I'm forty. This there is we go. I'm speaking from experience. <laughs> Everybody run away from Chris. Um, it's too late. I've locked the door. Next match um, was uh, the American Nightmare, uh, which his brother has used as a nickname before, hasn't it? Yes, it was in the dying days of. Oh no, not the dying days. It was in two thousand WCW. Yeah. I saw him fight Terry Funk in Birmingham during that phase. Did you? Yeah. Not, at a, not at a show. <laughs> yeah, just, just outside in, of KFC. In Oceana, outside Mr. Egg in the Birmingham, Birmingham City Centre. Um, so, uh, Cody defeated Juice Robinson. Um, this, right, I said before, there's not, there wasn't a match I disliked. Mm-hmm. The two matches I, I probably cared least about were the matches that involved purely... American the singles matches that involve purely American talent mm-hmm. because the reason the reason I'm watching Wrestle Kingdom is because I kind of watch the Japanese guys yeah mm-hmm. so it's no slight on on Cody or Juice Robinson and equally no slight on um, Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole two wrestlers I absolutely adore mm. um, it's just I can see them in the I'll make points about uh, O'Reilly and, and Cole in a bit um, that I think are, are pertinent um, uh, one thing I did really enjoy about this match is that Cody, as his arrogant heel WWE persona when he was a, he, he thought he was prettier than everybody else, was in this. And that was my favourite period of his WWE career. Yeah. And he was giving out brown paper bags at live oh, yeah. shows and stuff. He was brilliant at that. Mm. He was so good. And seeing that, because he's got a really, he's got a proper dickhead smile and laugh to him that really, really helps. And, and Juice Robinson's really underrated. When he was in NXT... Glenn went to the performance centre and when Glenn came home he would not stop raving about him going he's brilliant he's je- I've watched him train and he's amazing everyone's got nothing but good things to say about him and he's trying to carve out something in Japan it's almost like he's rebooting himself yeah. which good is you know is a, is a nice thing to bootleg do. wrestler bashing Jody Rhodes but Rhodes is felt <laughs> like the road <laughs> oh 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 squashing Jody Highway squash Robinson Oh, mm. <laughs> and his and his tag team partner Barley Water Robinson. Oh, <laughs> Bar- Barley Hass. Oh, oh, oh. oh God. 
Um, I can't remember the, the name of the person who tweeted this at this point in the show, but you're a hero because they tweeted, and so begins the portion of the show where Westerners wrestle, <laughs> wrestle to silence. Oh, I've seen that, yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. just like one of the moments of, yeah, well done. I mean, how did you guys feel about this? Because I, I still wanted to watch it, because yeah. I like, I think Juice Robinson is becoming a very much a New Japan guy, because he's realised yeah. it's made a, it made a difference to his career, and he's really, he's working his arse off. Um, but it's not... It's not the reason I would watch Wrestle. The reason I would no. watch Wrestle Kingdom is the Japanese guys I want to see. So, I mean, how did you feel about this? Well, this I, match? I just wandered in with sleep in my eyes, yeah. having woken up late and driven from mind to match. Hmm. Um, I find it very interesting because you wouldn't get, you wouldn't just get to a match between two random Japanese dudes on WrestleMania, would you? You wouldn't get that kind of thing. No. Um, but it's. There's a little cynical part of me that starts to see more folk seeing this less as a means to itself, but more as a means to get back to WWE, which is to go and work everywhere mm-hmm. with one on that. And, and again, that's that's a cynical part of me that very often I tell to be quiet because I'm all for going out and just chasing your dream and, and, and expressing yourself. Mm. Um, but I, I went to Cody Rhodes's show with Inside the Ropes when he was in, in Manchester at the Frog and Bucket. Mm. First of all, that was weird as shit. You know, seeing Cody Rhodes on the stage that you and I have, have yeah. trod on many times. But I managed to have a quick chat with him backstage. Um, you know, next to the, the, the where the kitchen used to be downstairs. Yeah. Yep. You know, next to all the pliers. Glamour! Glamour! Oh, comedy! Glamour! Live the dream. There we go. Um, Dave Perkin came by and said, come do Beat the Frog one day, Cody. You'll do it all right. <laughs> Um, but was he wearing a suit? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> but he um, he just seems happy that he's at, for him and for Juice. It's the ability to go out and just let loose mm. in a way that they haven't necessarily. Because I don't know what Juice Robinson's history was before NXT. Whether he was an independent wrestler or whether he's come from somewhere else. Um, but I'll I know. Tell you, you keep talking. I'll but I know that Cody never wrestled anywhere except with he was at yeah. acting school wasn't he he played yeah. co- he, he wrestled in college did college football yeah. went to acting school because I remember getting this from Dusty Rhodes' autobiography yeah. um, and then um, and then kind of fell into the family business it's yeah so way. he's never really wrestled I think he refereed a bit in turnbuckle championship wrestling back when that was a thing but you, he's never wrestled outside the WWE machine so for him it's it's a chance to spread his wings and just do something different um, uh, Juice Robinson um, was trained at Truth Martini's House of Truth Wrestling School mm-hmm. in 2008. Uh, he wrestled for IWA Mid South under the ring name Juice Robinson, oh, uh, which is where he first used it. Um, he then uh, competed there for a while before getting signed, uh, signing a developmental contract in 2011. So he only had three years mm. from training to sign with WWE. Um, yeah, so I mean, he was in NXT for a long time. Yeah. He, in fact, he wasn't even NXT. He was back in the Florida. Well, he was in FCW from 2011, yeah. NXT 2012 to 2015, and then yeah. um, then returned to the uh, uh, independent circuit by performing at CZW's Best of the Best in uh, 2015. There mm-hmm. you go. Thanks, Wikipedia. Um, he also did Butlins that year. It just says that. <laughs> um, good on him. Uh, good on him. Um, so. Um, yeah, I mean, Melanie, how did you feel about this match? Because it's... It... Well, I think it was great, like, exhibition for Cody, but it's not... Wrestle Kingdom, I feel like, is meant to be the big matches mm. and built to something, but if you're going to get a guy in who's going to 
showcase all the American fans can tune in, the British fans are going to know him. But I don't, I, like, in a world where everyone is getting signed by WWE, credit to Cody for just flipping it around mm. and going around the world. But I'm not sure how I feel about him in Bullet Club. Bullet Club members, I feel like, have a bit more edgy. But I think he's, I tr- he's gonna go trying to push the yeah. edginess, wasn't he? And mm-hmm. and it's it's nice for him to try and be a heel. Mm-hmm. I genuinely think he's a better heel. Than yeah, fans. yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, there's there's something about him that because he's good looking. I think that's part of it because he's a genuine all American good looking lad. I, I'm drawn to not liking him mm. because I look at him and go, "Well, you you're good looking, you're tall, you're muscular. Like, what have I got to connect with you?" See, I, no. I would disagree. Not that he's tall, good-looking, muscular, and not that you can't connect with him on that level. Mm. But the fact that I reckon he's actually a better face than a heel, he just hasn't tapped into it. Mm. Because I've seen it when... Uh, for me, I saw a glimpse of what he could be as a baby face at the Money in the Bank match, where Sandow won, where yeah. he fired up properly and the crowd were going nuts for him. And it could have been, like, you know, any given day, a lucky moment... But I don't think it was. I think that in there, he could be hugely popular. It's just being able to tap into that fire. I mean, what this is one question we've got about this match is from uh, Ingwer Prince. Um, thoughts on Cody and how he will fare in New Japan? I don't know if he'll be there for long because it feels to me that he's trying to work in as many places as possible. Obviously, he's got his little lists that he makes. Mm. Um, and... You know, he's, he's obviously trying to push his horizons and it will make him a better wrestler. And let's be honest, he'll end up back in WWE. Mm-hmm. He will. Just because, you know, he's, he's, he's really proven a point in getting himself out there and, and he's getting rave reviews for everything that he does and he and he's, seems committed to wanting he's to become a, a better wrestler. He's a good wrestler. sort. He seems very genuine. With mm. He seems yeah. very sincere. Uh, yeah, I'd love to see him go on a run there. Like, this is, it's hard to critique like match number one. Yeah. And it, where's it going to go? Anything can happen. So. And it was, I'm excited. It, was a, it was a decent match. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's nothing wrong with it. I feel a bit sorry for Juice because what would have been a great story is if Juice Robinson beat him. Mm. Yeah. Because he's, he's staying there. <laughs> yeah. So, do you know what I mean? He's there all the time. It'd be great for him uh, to win, but, um, you know. I think it'd be interesting to see Cody against. The big lads, you know, Okada, Naito. I nearly <laughs> said Nakamura then. I was like, hey, 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 um, Leave the memories alone. Oh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I, think, um, I think that's, that's going to be the, the telling side of it. But I, I found it a little bit obnoxious in terms of the reception because a lot of people were very, like, it was positive for the match, but it was a lot of, oh, I was pleasantly surprised. Mm. Which oh, I no. find a little bit obnoxious. I understand. Both, they're both good wrestlers. So yeah, I, I, under, I understand that, that New Japan has a certain expectation that comes along with it. Um, but again, sometimes you get, you, you touched on it before, you, sometimes you've got to be a little bit like more open-minded because the two matches that happened in this section, Cody and Juice and, and, and the ROH title match, were for the Western audience. Yeah. Mm. And it's... Most, and they've had matches yeah. for Western audiences. They've had TNA title matches at Dude, Kingdom. don't ever forget they had China versus Masho fucking Chono <laughs> at a Tokyo Dome show. I'm sure that was a Tokyo Dome show. It was. Do you know but what I mean? Also, but, you know, they've had Jeff Hardy, like... Yeah, like, or, exactly. Or defending the exactly. title. So, it's like yeah. Jim says, know your place on the card. That was still yeah. early on in the show. Yeah. So, so much more to Because well, all the matches were going really quick yeah. at this point. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, they're yeah. all going ten minutes. I mean, that, that was it was at the time is it? it was just under ten minutes. Yeah, um, you just mentioned Matt that we went straight into the, the Ring of Honor uh, World Title match, which I think a lot of people picked on it. It felt weird as a structure mm. because, but equally, they didn't have an interval this time. They don't have no, 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 no. Yeah. Um, so they don't have an interval where you have to just sit. If you're watching the live feed, just sit and watch that blimp 
going yeah, around yeah, inside yeah, of yeah. an arena. She's going, come on, when are you back? Um, <laughs> um, so Adam Cole uh, defeated Kyle O'Reilly. Um, it's become the first ever three-time Ring of Honor world champion, mm. um, which I... Right. Now, th- this is... And again, it's not a problem with the match because the match, in its place on the card, it did what it needed to do. It was a good match between two of the finest wrestlers, certainly on the American independent circuit, and two guys I really, 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 really liked. And one guy, Adam Cole, who I consider a friend. So I really, really enjoyed it. The problem is, is I've seen the match where Kyle O'Reilly won the title, mm-hmm. which is phenomenal. And it's really hard to live up to. For them, living up to this match, it's the equivalent of... Remember um, Cactus Jack uh, versus Triple H at the Royal Rumble in 2000? And then the next pay-per-view, there was a Hell in a Cell match Mm -hmm. where the only way it was going to be better would be if if someone died. Like, like that's that's (laughs) how they built it was. That match, first match, was so nuts Mm -hmm. that they had to do something really nuts. And it was still good, but you watched it and went, ah, it was... We've had this conversation before. Mm. I think the fact that they didn't... Yeah. I think the fact that I told you, I sat there through that match going... Jesus, Mick, don't kill yourself. Yeah, don't do anything stupid. Yeah, that had me on edge like like never before. But it, but it's still compared to uh, no one. I don't think anyone ever classes that second match as good as the Royal Rumble two thousand no, match, true. which is one of the best matches in WWE's history. Um, and and I think that's a bit like this. These guys have been given ten minutes on a huge show in front of a crowd that don't aren't necessarily there to see them which makes it a different dynamic. It's still a great match. And obviously, I think there's, there's some question marks over Kyle O'Reilly's Ring of Honor future um, mm-hmm. at the minute, which will, you know might be one of the reasons that they, they switched the title relatively quickly. Would you guys do that, though, as bookers? What do you mean? Exchange your belt on someone else's show, like um, with a lot um, of the fans not following. Depends. It depends. Um, Ring of Honor is a unique case because mm. the kind of people who I think follow Ring of Honor passionately would also follow New Japan passionately. Yeah. And if you have the opportunity... Now, obviously, Future Shock Championship, I, I it means the world to me, but I'm aware of where it is in the hierarchy yeah. of wrestling. Mm. Um, if there was an opportunity to swap it on the right show, yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, from my point of view, I'm going to say we, we, we'd be open to it. Purely because if I didn't say that, then there would be literally no surprise if our title's ever defended on another show. Really. <laughs> um, but I think it's hard. My my big thing with our title is if it changes hands, I want as many of our fans to be yeah. there. Yeah, same, that's same. what I think. Um, so feasibly, it could change. It could change hands in Orlando where we're doing a show, but it is still our show. Yeah. Or it could change hands at Progress versus Evolve. Because there'll still be a lot of progress fans there, and, and, and it would get a lot of press. The idea being is it, then you know you're, you're you're sort of. But I don't think. Yeah, I mean the, the other thing with us is Future Shock has a very we we don't have the size of fan base that Progress does. We have a very committed fan base who are not numerically as 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 great as as Progress, but for the most part. It's it's casual fans who come in and like the like the sort of match that's in front of them. Um, so for me, the opportunity if I could if they said to me, "Do you want Zach Gibson to defend the Future Shock Championship at the Tokyo Dome show?" <laughs> By the way, you know we might like it if he lost it to one of our guys. I would probably be too busy trying to snap their hand off, just because <laughs> for me, that immediately elevates our brand 
What's, closer to theirs. What I think is nice about New Japan is they're totally cool with you bringing other people's belts out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shibata bought out the Rev yeah. Pro British yeah. title. Good work. Osprey bought out the uh, Rev Pro Cruiserweight title. Mm-hmm. And the Young Bucks bought out all their titles and their one title they invented for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, then, but then they did that with, with companies. I mean, I don't know what they... With PWG if there's a relationship. But then they've got the uh, relationship Ka- with Ring of Honor. They've got the relationship with Rev Pro. Um, Take, uh, Hiromi Takahashi has been working for PWG, so that might be, mm-hmm. that might be mm-hmm. a basis mm-hmm. for that relationship. Yeah. Um, uh, PWG don't really have any enemies. Everyone likes PWG. Yeah. So, um, Can we talk about where Kyle's going? Well, yeah. I mean, because the, the few things I've read about it is that he's got some personal stuff he needs to sort through, which is one of the reasons he's not necessarily signed his Ring of Honor contract mm. yet. And... Um, I've never met Kyle. Kyle um, did a training seminar at our school, and I was gutted I couldn't I, I couldn't be there. I had a gig that night. I, I just wanted to meet him because I like I, I love his in ring style, mm-hmm. um, his intensity, everything. I think he's he's fantastic. And there's been talk of you know WWE might be interested in him and what, but because why wouldn't you be interested in? Him? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If WWE's remit is to is to sign great indie wrestlers to 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 secure the future of that of that company, then. You would totally sign Kyle O'Reilly. He's brilliant, and especially if you look at bringing legitimacy to wrestling, mm-hmm. he is a legitimate fighter. And there's something, you know, there's there's it's not quite in the same way that I, I see this with Matt Riddle. There's something of Kurt Angle about both of them. So, mm-hmm. and and that's a very powerful thing to see these guys who are genuinely tough, genuinely good fighters, but equally really fucking good wrestlers. Is uh, you know, there's a huge upside for them. I mean, I don't. I don't know. Where do you, do you where do you think he's going to end up? I've got a feeling WWE. I think we're going to see him on NXT sooner than later, but I think he had a, quite a big run left in him in New Japan. Mm. Like they're open to building new stars already, and he's not been teaming with Bobby as much lately and things like that. So because Red Dragon was great Super there as well. Yeah, and that's the thing is is knowing that Super Junior will come, the Super Junior tournament will come up in May. Yeah, and they need. You need what sixteen people for that? Yeah, the the, the if you watch New Year Dash, they've got about three or four in now for it. Because they'll have both, both the books will be in it. Uh, well, they'll they'll have Taka, Finley, have, um, Osprey, Tai Chi. Is it Tai Chi that I pronounce, I pronounce it? You know, like the hair and the microphone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they've got um, Dragon Lee, who who's yeah, yeah, just, who just came in, who's CMLL. Um, so and, I don't know, and phenomenally good. Yes, um, so they've got a couple, and they usually they usually rope in another Mexican lad. They had Volador Jr. Liger, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, Liger. So I think they'll be, be. I understand what you're saying about that. Like in the terms of, it's never, never, you know, never, never hurts to be safe than sorry. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I, to be honest, with you, I don't really have an opinion on it because I like Kyle. I think he's good. Um, seems like a good lad, but I, I don't really have an opinion. I don't know too much about him I'd love it if uh, he could remain on the Indies just for a little bit so if Mark Haskins recovers from the injury, <laughs> I can book Mark Haskins against Kyle O'Reilly yeah, yeah. it's just a match I want to watch it's generally, yeah. generally speaking so if you're listening Kyle <laughs> hashtag choosing our jaw we love you yeah and we do look I, 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 I love Red Dragon as a team yeah. but some, Kyle O'Reilly's just, just I've, I've only ever team. met Kyle very very briefly in passing at PCW when he was over but I've spent a little bit of time with David Richards and he speaks, he has a such fondness for Kyle. Um, and I won't go into details because it's not my story to tell, but Kyle has come through a lot of stuff, mm. faced a lot of challenges that most people don't um, in terms of his own health, 
um, and in terms of his circumstances yeah. to get to where he is now. So, yeah, the, the world is his and he deserves it if he gets it. Yeah. Um, next match, tag title match, uh, uh, where Chaos, uh, a, a wonderfully imbalanced Chaos team of Tomohiro Ishii, terrifying Stone Pitbull, incredibly terrifying, one of the hardest wrestlers in the world, and the master thief Toriyano, <laughs> um, who turned up with uh, the tag league uh, trophies and the tag titles, um, beat the Gorillas <laughs> of Destiny, uh, which is a fantastic name yeah. for a tag team, um, Tamatonga and Tangaroa. Um, uh, the fact that um, uh, I, I didn't realise this is um, is that Tangaroa, obviously Tangaroa, who is also Haku's son, yeah. And so Tamatonga is Haku's adopted son. No, no, no. Tamatonga is Haku's actual son. Uh, Tangahoa, who used to be Camacho, is his adopted son. Yeah, because it's the fact that he was Camacho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. is mind blowing. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. The, apparently they've just signed an, a new lad that's part of the family as well. Yeah. Um, I don't, I can't, I can't remember his name. Um, but he's taller than the other two. Yeah, he's. He's, he's a big lad. Um, and they also beat uh, uh, Great Bash Heel, uh, Togi Makabe and Tomoko. Makabe! My guy. Um, oh um, is that why you keep putting that belt around your neck? No, nah, that's not the only reason. Um, right, the first thing I need to discuss is my, uh, uh, <laughs> Gorillas of Destiny's entrance music is fucking tremendous. Yeah. Them coming out to really seedy 1990s gangster rap <laughs> slowed down whilst reenacting the beginning of Live and Let Die. It's <laughs> <laughs> the uh, best thing I've ever... I, I, I showed my wife that the next day and went, just watch this entrance. It's cool. Because, like, Tamatonga, I think, has struggled to find a place in Bullet Club for ages. And yeah. now it's like, oh, you're really charismatic. Yeah, Like, yeah. there's something about you that's just super charismatic and him just painting his face... And just the, like when he crawled around ringside, uh, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like you are cool as anything. Well, when he like when he first started doing the face paint um, stuff, and he was like just white with a little bit of red, and he used to do the little, little the crawl into like that leaping DDT, which is finished. Like, it was that almost like weird, uh, like you know, like apocalypto mm. sort of like weird, like throwback, yeah. <laughs> creepy hunter dude, and I. I I really like Tama, and I've like, I've, I've yeah. I, like since he sort of started on the the Bullet Club thing, mm. I always thought he was cracking. Um, yeah, and he's and benefited I, from them jumping ship as well. Like he's yeah. come to the forefront now, and that's great for him. So yeah, yeah, it's, um, a couple of things before we get to the main point about this match, which we'll all agree <laughs> on, um, uh, is that Yano and Ishii are the ultimate opposites of track tag team. So yeah. good, right? Um, uh, Tomoki Homma's skin tone is Hulk Hogan. Yes, um, yeah. Um, and so like, my wife was watching it going, what? What is that? Is he Japanese? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, how is he, also, his hairline, how is he that orange? His hairline baffles me. He's, I don't understand how hair can grow out of that many directions in one head. I like shouting Kakeshi every oh, time man. he tries to hit that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the main point about this is... Oh, this I also is, noticed something. Ishii, right? Mm-hmm. His legs move really, really oh, fast, yeah. but he doesn't move forward as quick as his you legs do. Subtitle, um, you know the bongo drum sound from Hanna Barbera cartoon yeah. when people are running. If you subtitle that in for any uh, yeah. any Tom Hero issue match, uh, it will knock a star off of it, but it is worth doing. Um, <laughs> um, this is the sweariest match in wrestling history. Um, there's a point where I put it on in the background, so my wife could. I, I, I said, "Just see what you notice about this." And about two minutes in, she went, "I seem to be swearing a lot." 
And it's brilliant when Tamatango and Tangaroa are, are, are swearing. Because there's a point where they set, set someone up for a double team and they genuinely shout, eat shit, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone goes, all right. Uh, and, and then they've done this for a bit. And then Makabe gets in on it, just yeah. going, fuck you! <laughs> oh, he's <laughs> the best for it, though. Oh, oh. But you forget that... Because like Will Ospreay's debut match in Japan, yeah, <laughs> he swore loads, oh, yeah. Yeah. and he's not—he doesn't swear at our shows. Like I watched this and went, there was more swearing in this one match than an entire progress show, including all my intros. Yeah, uh-huh. it was not so much swearing it was because this—if you watch the English commentary on it. Steve Carino loses it halfway through and just can't stop laughing <laughs> because it's so sweary. Are we going to see a swear jar and a pole match at some <laughs> point where every time is I don't know, Vince Russo's got a dollar in. Um, like, I mean, this felt very short for a uh, for a tag team championship match yeah. at Wrestle Kingdom, which is partly down to the fact that the next matches were a lot longer. But mm-hmm. it 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 felt quite short. I was incredibly surprised that they put the title on. Uh, on Ishii and Yano until I read up what Yano's been doing for the last yeah, year which is card. which is in Noah mm-hmm. holding their tag titles mm-hmm. uh, yeah. with uh, well, I can't remember his name go on I can't remember his name I'm not going to help you because you don't know the answer no I do no, just don't tell me that I can't Mar- remember his Mar- name Mar- Mar- Fuji, Mar- Fuji, yeah. I literally can't remember his name um, but um, but yeah so he's had that kind of opposites I shouldn't hold this title. Yeah. But if you read up on his history, he was a decorated Greco-Roman yeah, wrestler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like everybody else. He deserves to be there. He just... He's, he's great. He's, like, he's yeah. wonderful. But he, character-wise, let's look at the evidence. He comes out with stuff he's stolen, tries to sell you his DVD. Yeah. He's, he, no, he's, he's... That's him now. That's he's him coming in. He's, 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 he's coming to flog his DVD. Well, that's why he's perfect for G1. Like, you think, oh, yeah, no. But then... He steals wins, so yeah. you can't bet and against you, him. That's a brilliant ba- gimmick. Yeah, and you need it for the balance of shows yeah. as well. You need, in the same way that you need Honma to not win anything yeah. during the G1, and then get one win that stops someone from topping the groove yeah. or whatever. It all, you know, it all, it all completely works. Um, I, I think this was this was this started the run of the last five matches on the show, all of which I, I enjoyed the whole show anyway. Yeah, but the last yeah. five matches were tremendous. And I really enjoyed this. I know it was short, and I know people tend to be sniffy about it because, in theory, a comedy character has won a title. Mm-hmm. But it, it it's not the first time he's won the tag title. It's the no. third, I think. Mm-hmm. So it's not that unusual. Um, it's it's we're, we're getting into, and it's probably going to get touched on later on. When we talk about the whole stars thing. Is again, switch your brain off. Forget that it's somehow predetermined and part yeah. of the storyline because again it it was it wasn't as long as tag team matches are but it got me because it was non-stop action it yeah. never let up there was always something happening and when um, a match is a three-way yeah feasibly does not need to go 25 minutes no. yeah no and and everyone everyone and the, and I come from the, come at this from someone who doesn't know the background and the way that other folk do who and I'll be the first to acknowledge that I'm not always a big fan of the New Japan style. Sometimes it just leaves me cold. Mm. So for me as a casual fan watching it, it, it had six big characters in it. Yeah. Mm. Six big, big strong characters hitting each other, doing all these moves. Everything made perfect sense. I even got the sort of fact that this guy shouldn't have won by the end, but did. Yeah. 
and now they've got stories to tell. You yeah. know, now now I want to see what happens when they they square off. I want to see. I'd love to see him, Yano and Ishi, just doing blue blood type stuff. Just Ishi, just sort of uncomfortably trying to flog shit in cash converter. I, I like the idea of if you've got a character that's. I mean, the good thing about him being a comedy character is he's a comedy character, but he's also taller than nearly everybody else on the roster. Yeah. So he's taller. He's a bit. Whilst he's not the most in shape dude, he's still a big dude. Yeah. So feasibly. He can throw you around and do whatever if he gets into a position where he can do it. But the best bit is that the dynamic works so well because everyone knows that Ishii is a terrifyingly dangerous man. Yeah. And he's kind of it's like it's like the sneaky villain. Even though he, even though he's a babyface. It's the sneaky villain in in a film being backed up by a terrifying silent it's, henchman. Do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? I've got the dynamic. Kingsman, it's Samuel L. Jackson's character. Yeah. And um, Gazelle. Mm-hmm. So you had sat the, 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 the evil genius, as it were, who was charismatic, and then the one who just chopped you in half. Yeah, and it, and it for me, I, I, it made me go, oh, that's brilliant, because I didn't see it coming. Yeah. Like, I was like, are they using them, stealing the titles and everything as a, as a, a reason to put this match on? But, oh, that's great. So yeah, it was really I do kind of feel it was like Ishii was so sorry you've not got a singles match, here's a belt. <laughs> 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 um Right, we then move into the final four matches Ooh. where it starts getting a bit nuts. Um, Mel, Mel next needs. match, uh, <laughs> Hiromu Takahashi, or uh, Kamatachi, if you've watched him in PWG, um, in Ring of Honor, uh, defeated Kushida for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Um, Takahashi's character, did, I mean, I presume we've all seen when he first challenged Kushida, because mm-hmm. he's the ticking time bomb, isn't he? And when mm-hmm. he first challenged Kushida... And he came out and he was licking a belt and stuff. Mm-hmm. He is creepy as fuck. He fits in with Lij perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, he's gone, and he's not far off being a young boy. So he's been a young no. boy for a long time. Yeah. Sent on his excursions here uh, to Mexico, to America. He's come back from his excursions, and now he's ready to be a star, which is is a clear thing. He also there's elements of him like. There's elements of Marafuji about him, mm-hmm. not just the fact that his hair's dyed red and stuff, but he, there's elements of Marafuji about him, there's elements of there's elements of Naito about him, and, and, and his, his whole style is, is just great. I mean, this match was... It was it, I, I really, really enjoyed it, but at the same time, there was quite a lot of danger in the match. Oh, based God. Purely so on, danger. Based purely on some of the daft stuff they, they were hate, doing. They hate themselves. That, just, they proper hate themselves. Was, it, was this someone where... I, he he basically looked like he tried to hit a scent into the outside. Yeah, and just landed on his lower back. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. that was this match definitely. Yeah. I think what's interesting with Takahashi is you look at him and go, right, you've been on your excursion. Now you really, really want to prove a point. Yeah, and obviously people, you've been put in the hottest stable. You see, he in theory is meant to be a heel, right? Mm-hmm. He's getting cheered a lot. It's again, it's the thing that that, that, that whole Lij are really cool. Yeah. yeah, that that and that. I think that's. That's what's quite interesting about them is because they. Um, I remember when they first started, you know, forming, coming together, and everyone was sort of like, "Oh, why are they having another heel faction if Bullet Club is still a thing?" I think they've been quite clever in a way because they're not—they're that wonderful murky grey that happens in Japan sometimes. 
and and they really resonated with their their young audience that that sort of teenage audience like you look into the crowd and all these kids wearing bushy masks and doing the you know the cross torn and and doing doing the nice so torn. many lij t-shirts yeah, yeah. They, it's, it's, it's cool the same merch. and that's you know. great for them because they probably thought what the hell are we going to do after bullet club got so big i'm like yeah. Bam, here's lij so yeah and it is and it just it feels really cool yeah and and that's a hard thing to do in in wrestling is to make something that actually like you can imagine in Japan those guys all having crossover appeal yeah, yeah. and in the same way that Bullet Club did when it was at its hottest having that crossover appeal that gets more and more people attention on New Japan do you know who they are they're the new chaos someone chaos formed out of Rise was that their old faction it reminds me of that like yeah. that because Nakamura was the the guy yeah. leading that and trying to bring back you know strong style um they remind me of them because they started off as sort of like bad guys and then transitioned into just cool, cool guys. So I think that that that's sort of where they are. I love that everyone's in a stable. Oh yeah, it's yeah. something I love as I well. Do. Well, nearly everybody's in a stable. Oh uh, yeah, I, Shibata's not in a stable, is it? No, Shibata just don't give a shit. Though. No, so, <laughs> um, angry man who works in a bank no during the week. Um, but no, I like I love that. I love that there's everyone. Everyone's allied to someone. Um, because again, when you get into the G one and everyone's got to wrestle everybody, yeah. you've then got internal wrangling in matches, and it and it adds to. It's still sort of balance. presenting it as a sport in that sense as well. Absolutely. Like what, what I camps think, are they coming out of? Bringing that back to this match, what I think is going to be really interesting about Takashi winning the belt is if he holds on to the belt because Bushi's won it and not being able to hold on to it. Mm. So that to me is interesting because if they go into the summer and they go into the best of the Super Juniors and there's that little dynamic to it. But isn't it the case that apart from Naito mm. and maybe Evil, all of Lij are, are juniors? Because Sonata is. He's nah. He's heavyweight now. Like, he was the G one. Yeah, they, 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 I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying because he used to be. Yeah. Um, but I think he's he's a bit like Abushi. Like Abushi kind of could still be a junior what he was in 205 so that's, yeah. that's that's reason enough. But yeah, I think he's he's going to be a heavyweight pitcher. Definitely. Um, um, Burak Sezgin asks, what's next for Kushida? Is he going to move up to the IC belt? Because he's been around the no, juniors for a bit. I think I think he's he's the safe hands in the junior division. Like he's he. That's the thing as well. You don't need to ever. No. Justin Liger's never left the junior yeah. division. Well, well, <laughs> well, well. <laughs> Apart from that one time yeah, that where Noki lost his mind, but um, but but yeah, I mean, you don't have to leave it, do you? No, and I think that Kashida's worked really, really hard to make himself the guy in that division. Like you know, and he he was a guy that sort of inherited a, a weaker junior heavyweight division. Mm. Um, when obviously like Bala moved up and a few other people moved on as well so I think Kashida is is the he is kind of going to be the next Liger the next Tiger Mask in a sense that no no he's the safe fans he's solid mm. he can come in there do his job and it's um, a, 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 that's something you mentioned the other day about someone else another promotion is his role will be as the gatekeeper yeah yeah in the how did you put it? Well, the, the way I was sort of gatekeeper, because they did this in Ring of Honor with Roderick Strong, um, mm-hmm. and it was, it's whoever comes into a division, um, they, they're the guy that if you want credibility in that division, you have to beat. It's like, it's like the Champions League in football, like you want a major powerhouse in European football unless you beat like Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, someone like that. So Kashid is that, he's, he's sort of the... Club Bruges. Yeah, <laughs> start with Bucharest. Um, but yeah, Kashida's Kashida's the guy that's like, all right, so you want to go and play in my division? 
let's see where you can go. And I think that's what's going to be interesting. I don't think him and Takahashi are necessarily done. I think there's still scope to do something down the line. Um, and and it's it's going to be interesting because again, like if you look at the um, you know the, the Lij pattern at the minute, no one's really holding onto a belt that long. Like Naito, but no one's really gone. Okay, I'm having a run yeah. here, so it's going to be interesting because I mean, it, do you know what I mean? Could be at the CMLL show. Dragon Lee might come and you know. <clears throat> well, Dragon Lee's on the next the next day. Dragon Lee kind yeah. of. Not, issues, not so much issues with challenge, but basically so, inserted uh, himself into a fair. Yeah. So, Jim, who would you like to see challenge for and eventually win the junior heavyweight title? In I mean, definitely or? not Will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd love Will. I'd love Will to win it just so he could he can bring it. I don't want him to bring it out of the progress show, but just so he can bring it to a progress show and I can touch it. <laughs> you, what, the things are you going to do to that belt will make what Takahashi did to it look very. Are you going to back rake it? There was a point when when Mark Haskins um, gave up our title. I I I had to do a promo backstage, and I had hold of our title for about an hour. And our title is beautiful. I'm biased; it's our belt, but it It is is beautiful. beautiful. And and it was amazing how many other wrestlers just went, "Can I just hold it a minute?" Like, if you want, yeah. It's like it's a beautiful title belt. But there's something for me because I like Japanese wrestling so much. Just anything from. It's the reason there's Japanese writing on our title belt mm-hmm. and on our Atlas belt. It's and, and it all we've made sure it is actually translated. <laughs> Not like the tattoos that you get. Yeah. No, <laughs> my sister used to have a, a Chinese tattoo that she thought my sister's name's Liz, right? She had a three Chinese character name that she said it says Liz. I went, well, that'd be weird because Chinese characters aren't letters, mm. so I don't know what that says. And when I worked at Next, I um, uh, I used to deal with because I was a buyer, I used to deal with. Uh, Chinese clients quite a lot of the time so I took a photo of it and sent it to them and went what does this say didn't say Liz um, I mean it didn't say anything massively offensive I think it I think it said naive Caucasian customer <laughs> but she's uh, she's since had it uh, she's since had it covered up because um, she's got wise um, next match any other show this would be my match of the night it would be my match of the year any other show <laughs> this would genuinely be my match of the year um, uh, uh, Hiroki Goto who beat uh, Katsuyori Shibata uh, for the Never Openweight Championship. 16 minutes, which doesn't sound long, but if you're in a ring with Shibata, that's a long time. Mm-hmm. Because, the, uh, the uh, as everyone who listens to Tuesday Night Joy knows, my favourite wrestling match of all time, uh, which uh, is the 12, uh, 11 or 12 minute long match between Ishii and Shibata in 2013, um, is, um, is brutal and does not need to be any longer than that because they kill each other. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what Shibata does. Um, I... Adore this match because it's it's incredibly stiff. They've got so much backstory between the two of them. They went to school together. Mm. One story is that Goto can't win anything. Whenever he's up against it, he can't actually get across the line and achieve the big one. Shibata's carrying a load of injuries. It's just it, there's so much in it, and in 16 minutes they murder each other. Oh yeah, yeah. There's even a point, and I love it. Every Shibata match, they build in something where. Shibata will get hit with a move and then he'll instantly just like stamp on someone's head to give it that legitimacy of oh this is this shit's real um, and and wonderful 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 match that I absolutely adore and would be match of the year if it wasn't for something that happens in a little <laughs> while um, it's it's tremendous um, and I'm biased because I think Shibata is in the five best wrestlers in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, 
don't ask me who the others ones are because it means I'll have to give you a list. <laughs> oh, fuck it, let's do it. Who are the five best wrestlers in the world? Oh, no. Genuine, no, just How do many it. times am I allowed to say Jack Gallagher in this list? Uh, Jack Gallagher, Jack Gallagher. Um, Jack Toxic. We didn't, we, didn't we didn't do the normal Chris Brooker, Jack Gallagher bingo that we should do <laughs> whenever you're on this. Um, <laughs> right, I'm going to do my five now. I miss him. I'm going to do my five now. Um, and I'm not going to put Jack in it because I'm not going to put anyone in it who's a friend on purpose because I don't that want to leave any... you with three wrestlers dude. you're going to struggle because <laughs> it means I'm not going to put it means... powers of pain that's two <laughs> it means, it means I'm not... Ron Michaels it means I'm not going to put I'm not going to put Jack Will Ospreay or Tommy End in it who are all good friends so um, um, my five would be Shibata Okada Omega Chris Hero and Still going to get a fifth one. Do yours and I'll get my fifth one out. Um, Okada. Um, AJ Styles. That AJ Styles is my fifth one, thank you. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, I'm going to be a little bit, not controversial, but a bit different. The Revival of my Fuck last Fuck you, two. I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Christopher. Dawson and Wilder. Mm-hmm. 100%. There isn't a tag team in the world delivering the way they do at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, AJ Styles is is just fantastic right now. Better than he's ever been. Um, I, I struggle to pick the best wrestlers. Because, I don't know. It, I also try to stray away from picking people who work for my company. <laughs> um, because I could easily say Marty Skrull, mm-hmm. Zack Sabre Jr., Pete Dunne, Will Ospreay. Mm-hmm. Like, these are all people who are phenomenal phenomenally good wrestlers yeah and um, again this is the thing with with being mark mark haskins when he's fit being involved um it it it, it sort of skews because there's guys that i genuinely think like i think hands down zach gibson's the best all round in the country right now mm. i don't think anyone can touch him mm. in someone who can do every aspect of pro wrestling right um but you know we can't new year's eve so that's a bit weird isn't it <laughs> um yeah, I, I, I really struggle. And then the other thing is, my brain goes, it's like being said, pick, sing a song, and your brain goes blank except for happy birthday for some reason. Somebody once <laughs> told me. Get out. Um, Melanie, five. Um, Straight off the top of your head. Number one, AJ Styles. Two, Kenny. Three, Okada. Four, Naito. And five. I'm just not, not sure. See, the thing is, that I could, it's weird. Like, I could easily name 20 yeah, but yeah. naming yeah. fives are. Oh, yeah. Like, it, it genuinely... Because Naito, I could put in yeah, there easily. Like, I, wanted, I want to say Nakamura, but... Don't get me started. Um, you I'm, broke your heart. I'm going to throw Sami Zayn on that list as well. Yeah, I put Samoa Joe on the list still. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? I'm going to throw a wild card. I'm going to say The Miz, because I think... Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Very, well, very, yes. Then you're in good company here. The Miz, the yeah. best, best heel in wrestling. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if you don't like The Miz... That's the point. Um, um, have you ever noticed Shabbat's music's well emo? Oh yeah. Ding. Is it, what is it? It's is like it, really is like. Is it like Smith? Well placed. Sir. Uh, um, high five, high five, Chris. Was that a full um, podcast callback? Uh, well, <laughs> that's what I'm starting to do with these now. You know, you see where I'm at, where I'm seeing, and I'll, I'll call back to loads of stuff that an audience. I'll do it in progress shows as well. I'll call back to things audience members have said to me. Um, and I'm proud of that. I can't write callbacks, but I can do, I can improvise them really well. But I am going to start doing this. I'm going to do callbacks. Me and Pip do it when we do the roundtables in London. 
Well, we'll do callbacks to like three podcasts ago. And talking of callbacks, <gasps> the next match. Hang on, we're not on the next match. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hold that. Save, got... that. Hold Save it. that. Hold it. Save that. Hold it. Um... Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, MC Rodan has said... um, What's holding Shibata back from the main event scene? Okay, Matthew. Let's talk about Shibata. Um, Let's talk about. I mean, you I mean, surely, me. surely you've got a problem with Shibata because it is Italian bread. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, imagine, yes! guys, imagine getting chopped in the throat from him. I'd come out of a rash, <laughs> swelling up. Um, oh god. Good. Um, good. Uh, I had a, I had a Katsuyori quite... baguette. Oh, <laughs> um, Katsuyori panini. Uh, oh, well, rubbish. Good. Um, just cat panini. Um, well, like the thing with Shibata is, and this is this is a story that I picked up from a few other people, but Shibata left New Japan. To like he, he 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 proper like turned his back on him, uh, and and there's there's actually rumours that people legitimately have never forgiven him for him. One person in, in, in that conversation is Nakamura. Now, the story with him and Tanahashi is always been that Shibata is trying to redeem himself for leaving the company, especially when he left the company when Tanahashi was becoming the ace. And it was a rough time for New Japan. Mm. And he would kind of like, it's that thing of, you know, WWF in the 90s, you know, where everyone started leaving for WCW and you're in the trenches and you needed the best people on your side. So that's a really interesting story in the sense that it's like, is Shibata being held back purely because there's too many people in the main event picture? Or do New Japan not trust him? Or do is there still bad blood between it? Because if that's the thing, that's an interesting story. Do you know why I think he's not in the main event scene? Because Japanese... Right, let's say this is the late 1990s. Mm-hmm. When Was it late 1990s where they were doing quite a lot of the MMA crossover stuff? Yeah, late 90s, early 2000s. Right? Yeah. Then 
he'd be he'd be the champion yeah. because he's legitimate and and mm. that's what they wanted. Nowadays, he's I mean he, his gimmick is that he's a wrestler. Yeah, he's not as interesting to a, a mainstream audience whether you're American or British or European or Japanese, he's not as interesting to a mainstream audience as Okada is, mm. as Omega is, as Tanahashi is. He's not. Mm. He's very, very, very straight. Right? And and that's... God, we love watching him. Mm. Like, I love watching him. I like strong style wrestling. I love, the, I love how he wrestles. I can watch him all day. But he's not necessarily got that mainstream appeal. Yeah. Because... Part of his thing is like when he wins a title, he literally just goes, all right, fucks off to the back, doesn't even celebrate. Yeah. There's no showmanship about him, and that's what I feel, regardless of any rumours about, about yeah. his past, that's why I feel he's not been pushed. But then because he's, I mean, he's pushed enough. Yeah. He's held their, in, their, their third most important title, yeah, and he's been a tag champion, and yeah. he does well in the well, G1. That, that was the point I was going to make, is that he doesn't need it. No. He's made that never open weight division. Like, um, him and Ishii like this year have made that division have an identity um, mm. and that identity is hitting each other dead hard um, and, and I think that's that's great and especially if, if New Japan want to continue to grow and expand uh, and and have all aspects of, of professional wrestling and sports entertainment involved in it because that's a lovely little throwback to where they were like you know oh, do you remember when we had lads in black trunks in each other and I think that's great and I think Shibata we mentioned it at the beginning of the show, and, and, and he doesn't need it. He doesn't. He doesn't need that title at the minute, in my in my opinion, anyway. No, I, and I, I'd agree with you. And also, again, this is a thing with wrestling. It's a question we get asked. Whatever wrestling we're talking about on Tuesday Night Joe will always be: Why is this person not in a main event? Because mm-hmm. only two people can be in a main event as a rule, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. and you know, in this case, Kenny Omega won the G one, and Akada, who is at 29 already an absolute living legend yeah. so that's why 29 for fuck's sake that's, that's why he's not in the main event yeah. is he more important than those two guys in this show no is he nearly in the main event yeah, yeah. yeah. so it's fine yeah. this, the, the thing I'm going to get as well is at the moment he's more valuable where he is mm. yeah. because yeah. if you take him away from where he is now who do you replace him with who will do as good a job as him? Yeah. yeah. And and you get that. And and I'm and I'm saying that again, I'd love to hear somebody who follows its perspective on that. But I again it's it's a bit like every every point. If if you get in the mindset where you go, the main event is important and everything there is just something for you to, to stop you fucking off until the main event happens. But every single match, every part of a show plays a part. A good show is like a piece of music. It rises, it falls, it's got its own crescendos, it's peaks, it, it speeds up, it slows down. It's like a score or a soundtrack. And every match is important. And if you put the wrong bit in there, then that bit becomes a bum note and it affects everything before and after. I mean, Mel, what, yeah. do, you, what do you think? It's, I mean, I suppose... I kind of think with like the Ibushi thing, I do. I am interested to know what he wants out of wrestling, mm. Shibata. But with New Japan, I don't want to keep saying, "Oh, they're going westernized because they've obviously got the LA thing happening and all that stuff." But they are trying to crack another market. But Shibata is niche, and he is kind of like a throwback to what New Japan is. So they want to keep him in that spot. But at the same time. After seeing him like have full on fights with Ishii, like this 
past year, mm. it was really good to see him work Goto and a different, like, kept his style, but it was a different kind of wrestling match. It had a bit mm. of everything. Like, can we talk about the finish? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Just, yeah. I watched it and went, well, he's dead. Yeah. He's, like, if you've got to, and that's, that's because he's so, like, even, so that, the, the, the match I always harp on about from 2013's G1, which was a pointless G1 match that no one cared about, that happened to me in both their hometowns. And, <laughs> and where they absolutely kill each other. And even at the end of it, Shibata kicks out at 3.1. Mm-hmm. So he's been pinned, but he still tries to kick out. And he sits up as if to go, for fuck's sake, right? With this, it's if you beat Shibata, you've got to kill him. Mm. And that makes <laughs> you look amazing. So it's my Goto, who's, who's a perfectly safe pair of hands, who's won a few titles. And, and But this elevates him massively because it's made... I mean, him doing his finisher one way and then reversing it yeah. and doing it again. Yeah. As if that look on his face of, no, I know he's going to kick out. I've got to kill him. I'm sorry, everybody. That was I've a, got to kill him. A lot of people is... being a little bit sick in their own mouths at that point. <laughs> oh, it's just oh. so brutal. But there's tons in that match that's brutal. Yeah. Like, his running, when Shibata's running drop kick when someone's seated in the corner. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I always, if you watch Zack Sabre Jr. kicking people, he, there's no leg slapping when he kicks. He just kicks you. Right, and he, there's an art to doing it to not killing someone when you do it. There's a point where where Shibata's stamping on Goto in the corner, and he's stamping his face yeah. in the corner, and he's just. If you ever want to know the difference between Japanese wrestling and Western wrestling, watch that ten seconds of him stamping in the corner, where he literally just goes "fuck you," just stamps on him, <laughs> and you know that we in anyone inside of wrestling knows that these guys they went to school together. They're, yeah, they're yeah, probably very good friends. Yeah. Probably completely fine with this, yeah. but at the same time. Come on, lads. Like, there's yeah. stuff in that match that is is nuts. And if it wasn't something that happens in a little while, um, we would never stop talking about it. But yeah. it turns out... I've, I think Shabbat is far more interesting than people actually first think. Yeah. But it's interesting to us. And, and this, is the, this is the thing. I think if you... So, again, I use my wife as a non-wrestling fan. Mm. Like my wife likes him because I've explained why I like it. Okay. Like, if she mm-hmm. just... It, 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 even the black trunks and that, there's something about watching someone in black trunks that makes you go, eh? Yeah, yeah. Right, we're different. We're wrestling fans. You have to take a step back and think non-wrestling fan. Yeah. You know, bearing in mind he's someone who doesn't like doing interviews, doesn't like doing press. You know, when they do uh, when they do things like the G1 fashion show that they did, yeah, yeah. he literally like, I, he, the look on his face says, I do not want to be here. No, I'm, I'm... Whereas you've got Okada, who is a massive showman. But that's why I say he's more interesting because he can always be the he's, polar opposite to someone else. But that's interesting to you who's got insider knowledge I don't, of wrestling. I don't think that's the point Matt's making. No. I think if we're going back to Shabbat in the main event, his role is to be the foil yeah. for Okada, to be yeah. the foil for Naito, mm. to be the guy that they say, why are you here? Look at me in my finery. Yeah. You don't belong here. You belong down kicking Ishii for the never open weight belt, you know? And that's where he will be interesting. Yeah. Because again, it's light and dark, it's different shades. You don't the best matches I think are different styles. Yeah. Collisions, um contrast. And he will at some point be in a position if he won the G one this t- this year, for example, it's not inconceivable. I think he will win the G one this year. Right. And then imagine him versus Naito but I thought she had to win the G1 last year, just for the record. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, because I love him. Yeah, um, but imagine... Nothing hurts me more than knowing I can't book him to wrestling progress. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Apart from being back-raked. Yeah, I mean, that hurts me a lot more. I, I, I would, like, 
he's he's the ultimate on my dream wrestler list to mm-hmm. wrestle for progress. More than the biggest stars in New Japan. Mm-hmm. Purely because from my personal point of view, I could watch every match he's ever been in mm-hmm. and not get bored. Mm-hmm. You are a fangirl. I am for Shibata. Total yeah. Shibata fangirl. And you know, and I like my I've said this before. <laughs> bring I him like, in, bring him in. Here's your surprise, Jim. <laughs> I like my wrestlers I like my wrestlers to look like junior accountants. That's what I like. <laughs> I'm a big fan of it. We've um, seen him at Rev Pro, and without that mouth guard, I, I would I would walk past him in the street. He looks completely yeah. his whole demeanour. So it is him, and it is and he has his fight face. So, but it is it's 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 like you know it's like the mild man of dude that you work with yeah. who, who does knife fighting at weekends. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I, this oh. is true. I used to work Dang. with a guy who was a, a jujitsu uh, master. He was a Czech guy who, when I had my office job for next, used to used to work with us. And, and I remember someone saying he was called Stefan. I remember someone saying to us. You know he's one of the hardest people in the world. I'm like, that bloke over there? No. He's just a mild man of bloke in his 40s. I'm like, really? And they went, yeah, honestly, one of the hardest blokes in the world. And I, went, I talked to him once and I went, someone said you're one of the hardest blokes in the world. And he went, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, well, why? And he went, well, I'm, I'm like, a, a, I think he was ridiculous, like seventh damn black belt in jiu-jitsu right, or something. Okay. Yeah. I, went, I went, really? He went, yeah, I've, like, I've been to Japan to teach people jiu-jitsu. I'm like, oh, oh, right, okay. Yeah. And then he, I, I said, do you still do jiu-jitsu? He went, not competitively. I said, I'll do seminars and stuff. And he genuinely went, I'm into knife fighting now. <laughs> I went, what the fuck? And he went, yeah, you can do it. Where, like, basically, it's me against the guy with a knife and I have to stop him stabbing me. I'm like, well, have you been stabbed yet? And he went, he went, no. And he showed me his hands. And his hands were covered in scars. I went, what are they from? He went, from grabbing the knife and stopping people stabbing me. I'm like, and you did this so fun. He went, yeah. I'm kind of good at jiu-jitsu now. It's hard to get a, a, a decent fight. Yeah. It's like okay, but again, he looks wow. completely mild man. Put, but again, you put a gum shield in him, you'd fucking run. Um, right, um, semi main. Is this time for the callback joke yet? No, he's dead now, isn't he? You know. Do you want to try it anyway? Was it was it going to be here? Yes. Okay, do it anyway, and we'll see how it goes. Talking of callbacks. No shit. Come on. Um, finally, we have a match where a title doesn't change hands <laughs> as. Uh, um, as uh, Tetsuya Naito uh, defended his title against Hiroshi Tanahashi, which I was kind of surprised at because Tanahashi always wins at Wrestle Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, not always, but most of the time. Um, 25 minute long match. Uh, I love Naito. I think he's genuinely great. The fact that this personality has come out of New Japan reacting to something. So they tried to make him a baby face that everyone, everyone cared about. No one liked him. Yeah. People boo- and To get booed when you're meant to be a baby face in Japan is hard. Mm-hmm. True. He gets booed. They presumably give him some creative liberty to go. Why don't you just become a dick? <laughs> and he becomes a dick, and now he's getting cheered for being a dick. He is just the Japanese people. equivalent of the Rock. Yeah, that's what he is. No, being booed for being a babyface, yeah. <laughs> and it's just become this. Um, it's just become this tremendous, tremendous in theory heel. But he's getting in this match. He's getting cheered a lot. He's getting cheered more than because Tanahashi's going yeah, for stuff in that loved. match. Tanahashi's going for stuff and getting booed. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is the battle of two of the most ridiculous haircuts. Oh, fabulous! In wrestling, I mean, <laughs> I was watching it with someone who, who does not watch wrestling full stop, and you know the ring announcer that always has like the Tanahashi tribute haircut. Oh yeah. She she saw him and went, "Who's that pony?" <laughs> Um, to which, obviously, I laughed and went, oh, if you think he's luscious, wait, wait, just you wait. 
Tanahashi as Lamb himself. Instagram is just he has a new hairstyle just to go to the corner shop. Oh, so. he's, he's a wonderful man. But um, no, it's it was it was all right this match, wasn't it? Oh. Oh, you know. Yeah, this is my I, second favorite ahead of Shibata's. I um, it was my fourth favorite. Ooh, okay. Controversial. Um, I mean, it'll be obvious what the main one is. But, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Second was uh, Shibata and um, Goto, and third was the tag title match, which I genuinely yeah, loved. Yeah, uh, uh, partly because I was laughing at the swearing. <laughs> um, Tanahashi's Tanahashi's got to that point now where Tanahashi's deceptively old. He's forties now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got to the point where he doesn't need to. He doesn't need to win anymore. No, I mean he is now the for this week anyway. He's the six. He's the six man tag champ. But Tanahashi doesn't. Tanahashi doesn't need to win. So Tanahashi can be used to elevate people. Naito was already in that position of being now a cool heel that everyone everyone's starting to cheer for, and he's shifting a load of merch, and he's clearly he's he's doing great stuff. But this has just pushed Naito to that point of super super player. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I mean, there's and there's still. Great stuff in this match. That someone like Tanahashi does not still need to be doing, you know, high fly flows to the outside. <laughs> no. um, Sling blades on the ring apron. Bear in mind, and people go, "It's not. He's not just doing a frog splash to the outside. He's no. doing a frog splash to a standing man on yeah. the outside, yeah. which is dangerous as all fucking hell." Yeah. Um, and you know, and again, this match, the end of it, I was like, "Oh, oh I didn't expect Naito to win." And, yeah. and, and, but at the same time, it was like. Oh, that was 25 minutes. It felt like, genuinely felt like seven or eight minutes. Yeah, it absolutely flew back. Do you know what I find really interesting as well? I don't, I don't know if you picked up on this, Mal, but um, with Naito, was like he kind of had the reputation for being the choker in the big matches and never fully deliver it. So I find it really interesting that he, he's had the he's having these matches, especially at Wrestle Kingdom, against the ace of the company and like fully delivered. Yeah, because now he's comfortable... And who he is. And that's it, isn't it? It's like he's clearly gone, well, you all wanted me to be this second coming of, not maybe not just Tanahashi, but, you know, the golden boy. And then it clearly wasn't working. So now he's being this, this well, what you'd, you'd assume is more him. Also, there was one of, the, one of my favourite moments in the whole of this show happened. I don't know if you clocked it, but after the match and Naito had the belt and Tanahashi was still on the mat, he just ever so quietly bowed to him oh, before he walked off. So and that nearly broke my heart when I watched it back. I'm just, oh, fuck. Oh, God. I'm so proud. Well, that's the thing with Naito. Is, is, is he, wasn't, he wasn't proper full dickhead Naito. No, no, no. Like, because he's... Ri- Although, in some ways, that will... I think he should still be full dickhead Naito. Yeah, yeah. Because, again, if I use The Rock as an example... When The Rock went from heel to babyface, he didn't stop being a dickhead. No. Yeah. You know, he continued being an absolute ass, And that's the thing about Naito is, because occasionally Okada's a dickhead. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah you can be. It's, it's fine. I think it's quite interesting in, in the sense that, like, f- for me, that's still, that's still a, a nice thing. Almost that thing of, of you know, uh, you know, like a, when, a, when, the, when the master gets killed by their student. And they almost like accept the fate, and there's that one moment of like it's like the Kylo Ren thing in Star mm. Wars. Spoilers if you've not seen it. When you know when he stabs his dad, 
And like, there's that thing of, well, this is the thing that he needed to do. Mm-hmm. And like, that's what I felt with the Naito thing. He only did it because he was like, I know I need to do this to be where I am. And yeah. um, so I kind of let him off. Uh, and then he's about to be his dickhead self yeah. anyway. So, and like, if it's once a year or once in a blue moon, you know. There's, there's nothing wrong with having depth. Yeah. You know, nothing wrong with yeah. having facets because it's. Rest can't swim, mate. You fuck. <laughs> but yeah, he left Lij behind. I half thought they might get involved, but no, he had to do it himself. He's still responsible for one of my favourite gifts ever, which is him throwing the title belt up in the air when he would it. Yeah, um, I mean that's 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 magnificent in and of itself. That's a proper dick move, isn't it? Oh, it's so but good. the other thing is that the thing about having different layers to your personality is that. If all you are is a dick all the time, then people go, oh, you're a dick. But then if you show that you can be a better person, mm-hmm. then you are clearly choosing not to be. Yeah. Can we um, can we talk about the pre-match video and the fact that Naito is a man who can act, one of very few men in the world who can wear a white suit short yeah. John Travolta. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God, right. I need Sanders. to shout out to Tom here, Wrestling Memes. I tell. I would sell this to him. I was like, you need a Naito meme in the suit, Naito fever. And I, keep, I say it to him all the time. And he doesn't know what night fever is, so he doesn't get it. And I was like, memes. are you kidding me? Memes. This is to you, Tom. We need to get this hashtagged. How many people would like this? He said, if he put it up, it'd get 10 likes at most. And I was like, no. No, you had no, your no, Wrestle no, no, Kingdom no. window and that would have been hundreds. Mate, I'll retweet it for you. I've got a motherfucking blue tick. Uh, <laughs> God, they mean fuck all these They do. They mean they? nothing. <laughs> Naito fever. That is, a t-shirt. I think I've said this before. When I got my blue tick, uh, I told my wife and, and I went, oh, I've got... And I didn't apply for it or anything. I got it I got it at the same time. I got like a week after Will Ospreay and Marty Skillen they got theirs because clearly there's an algorithm where they go, these people have got them. Who do they follow? So I like, haven't got his and everything. I think I got mine pretty much the same time, and and I've obviously been mistaken for being a wrestler. That's why I've forgiven it <laughs> because of the people who follow me. It's a similar follower algorithm. Um, but <laughs> I tell you what, I woke up one morning and I went, "Oh, I've got one blue tick on Twitter. This is amazing." Obviously, <laughs> just went, "Oh, they're giving to anyone now, don't they?" <laughs> <laughs> Ruined straight away. Right to the main event. Nothing happened. Um, <laughs> Listen, guys, it's been great. So, yeah. uh, same time next show. Right, let's check how much battery's left in there. We might the battery might run out before we get to the end of this. Um, right, how long are we going? We're going two hours six minutes. Right, we've got to keep the podcast below three hours, guys. Otherwise, <laughs> no one downloads it. Um, uh, Kazuchika Okada uh, defeated Kenny Omega in a singles match for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship that lasted forty-six minutes and forty-five <laughs> seconds. Um, my first comment I've written in here is. Bloody hell. Um, <laughs> my second comment is, and this is something I brought up. So Dave Meltzer gave this six stars, which makes me think that Meltzer's now just starting to troll us. Um, but he gave it six stars. Uh, he also said it's the greatest match in wrestling history, which we'll come to in a little bit. Um, not the best match in New Japan history. The best match in wrestling history. Right? So we'll come to that in a bit. Um it is a very good match. It's definitely a five-star match. Um, it, it's if you because there's now been so many five-star matches. Been actually quite a few this year. You have to start differentiating between matches like this that are a definite five-star match and matches like the Fantastics against the Sheep Herders, which he gave five stars to in like 1985-1986, which is a match that ends in disqualification after eight minutes. <laughs> so you've got to get it right. Also. 
Um, progress fans will chant when something particularly silly happens, like banter claws. They will chant six star match at it. We now can't do that because he's given a six star match out. It's also not the first one he's given out. There will be nerds that will tell me now he's given six other matches before. Um, so now we have to chant seven star match. It's like China being the eighth wonder of the world because the seventh wonder of the world was uh, no, she's the ninth, ninth wonder, wonder of the world, world because Andre the Giant was the eighth wonder of the world. So um, it's now changed. Changed wrestling champs forever. Um, I think that there's a couple of bits we'll get to. I've got loads of questions about this match. We'll probably structure us talking about it. The, uh, I'm, right, I'm just going to ask you one simple question. Yes or no? Yes. Right? Is this the greatest match in wrestling history? No. 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 Okay. It'll be match of the year. Nothing will beat it this year. Yeah. I'm certain of that. Fair. Nothing yeah. will beat it this year. Well, Jack hasn't wrestled at WrestleMania yet. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, but nothing will beat it this year, and and I I I'm comfortable saying that. Um, the the reason I don't think it's the best match of all time is because no time has passed yet. In ten years' time, if I still feel as strongly about this match now as I do, uh, uh, in ten years' time, if I feel as strongly about the match then as I do now, it will be the best match of all time. But it only happened like oh, less than a week ago. Yeah. So it, it, in my head, it, it can't. You've got to let it settle in. Mm-hmm. Like, if if I if I quizzed you and said, "What's the best match of all time?" What would you say? And not your favorite. What's the best match? Because I think your favorite versus the best match of all time is very, Ooh, very different. That's... What is the best? Do, do you mean like the most important? No, the best match of I mean, all time. But that's what you mean. Wouldn't you say the no, best? Whatever you think the best match of all time means. What's the best match oh, of all time? Hard. No, I can't. Because, I can't. because a lot of a lot of the five a lot of the five star matches that Meltzer gave out in the nineties were all Japan ones. Mm. So out of the fifty odd matches he's given out, like over twenty went to all Japan matches in the mid nineties, and a lot of them were the same wrestlers wrestling each other. Mm-hmm. So I think you can take out Kawada against Misawa because it was done so many times. Mm. So that can't be it. Um, and then you see, then you maybe go, what's the other really famous five-star matches that he's given them to? So then you've got the Ric Flair, Ricky Steamboat matches mm-hmm. from WCW, which are great, but if you watch them now, I do watch them and they're go, these are great, a bit but they're dated. Yeah. Um, let's say Steve Austin, Bret Hart, WrestleMania 13. Which is a Because it's an amazing match that tells a story that, does, that achieves so much. Mm. Um, then you've got... Because I don't come at this from the perspective of a Japanese wrestling fan. Then you've got the unbreakable three-way between Samoa Joe, Christopher Daniels and AJ Styles. Which you could argue is something that elevated all three and elevated the X Division. Obviously, mm-hmm. they made a very good job of knocking it back the fuck down later. But it's the man wearing a TNA t-shirt. <laughs> I like the decision. This was from when it was good. Screw you. This doesn't have a phoenix on it. It's his first Whatever. album. Yeah. Uh, era. You see, my favourite my favorite match of all time is uh, Shibata against Ishii, and it's 12 minutes. My favourite match of 2016 was DIY against The Revival. Yeah. Right? Sl- uh, slightly over um, uh, Nakamura Styles. Mm-hmm. Right? Just because... And I'm probably biased a little bit because one of my friends was in that match, but it's still at the same time. It's it's it it, it that match blew my mind, but mm-hmm. also my expectations for that match were good, but not what it achieved. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I'm watching if I'm watching a match at Wrestle Kingdom, I'm expecting it to be good. 
So, you know, if it, if it really delivers above and beyond yeah, that, on it's the amazing. Stage. Yeah. And then I, I was sat in the audience for Shawn Michaels and Undertaker at WrestleMania 25. Yeah, it will that. never be the same. I watched it back and I went, that's all right. At the time, I was I was hugging and high-fiving strangers from the near falls. <laughs> yeah. Genuinely, in a way that I've never been acting at a show before or since. And, and for me, like, the best example of Western American, Western uh, professional wrestling or is... CM Punk against John Cena for Money in the Bank 2011 yeah. because it's not just a great match in the ring and it's not just a very long match that's, that's a rarity in WWE but it's also it's the atmosphere and all the build to it and the surprise at the end yeah. everything which is one of the reasons I think that the Ric Flair Ricky Steamback matches are so well thought of because of the Terry Funk turn at one of them yeah. Yeah, yeah. and like so that so oh, controversially I'm going to say Brock Lesnar versus Bill Goldberg from Survivor Series is a great match it's a great match but it's, you can't class it as one of the greatest matches of all time no but this is the thing we're talking about great no, we're talking the greatest match oh, right, of all yeah. time not just great matches because we can list mm-hmm. great matches all, with wrestling I mean, alright I would say for me that's one of my highlights of last year yeah and, and I'd, I'd agree with you and I'd yeah. had that when well, I was interviewing wrestlers last week but this it, is the problem though like <laughs> oh my head your opinion um, like different. how 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 can you define something as the greatest match of all time when when wrestling is objective? It, it, subjective. It, subjective. Fucking hell! This is how <laughs> this is how much it's broken my brain. Um, but do you know what I mean? It's it's so. It's why, why, why do we need to say what? Why can't we just go? That was a really good match. I enjoyed that match. I'd recommend you enjoying that match because the problem with the, the greatest match of all time stigma is. It's going to disappoint someone, and, yeah. and that's what frustrates me about this match because I'm probably one of very few people that went into this match going, "This is going to be a great match." Because I, I, and I'm, I'm, this is not, you know, a slight on Kenny, but I'm not Kenny's Omega's biggest fan. I, he, he isn't for me. But I watched this match and went, "Do you know what? He deserves to be in that main event. You did an absolutely stellar job. That was a great match. Wicked." But this. Obsession of something have to well, like have to be the greatest. Well, I don't get it. See, here's the thing: when WrestleMania happens, and I did this right. So when WrestleMania happens, I don't really care what star rating Meltzer gives no. to stuff because WrestleMania. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care at an NXT takeover. Um, I don't. He very rarely watches progress shows, but I don't particularly care about progress shows. Mm. Um, like because we're probably never going to get a five star match on one of our shows. We're just not and. The thing with Wrestle Kingdom is, I did it last year as well. It's one of the first things I look up is what rate, and it it doesn't matter. <laughs> but and it's because we've been preconditioned to, and I do the same with uh, Battle of Los Angeles as well because I know he always rates that highly. And I don't know why I do it because it doesn't affect my enjoyment of it. I think he gave four point four and three quarter stars to Go, go Toshibata, <laughs> right? which in my in my eyes that's a five star match. Well, what was why it? does that? And, and you ask wrestlers about wrestlers don't care. No, wrestlers no. really no. don't so care. I'm talking to Will, Os- Will Ospreay's been in a five star match. Doesn't care. What What mm. do you get a quarter star knocked off for? Hairstyles or yeah. um, like your shoes? And, and and this is the thing is 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 we're and Dave Meltzer's done a lot of good work for wrestling, but at the same time you you look at that and it becomes so subjective. And then when you see like I can take because Dave Meltzer is a respected wrestling journalist, I will take his opinion mm. more than when. If I read a blog about a progress show, and yeah, someone, go, and right. someone goes yeah. three, and, and they'll mark something three and a half, and I'll be like, "But why is that? Why is that three and a half? And that's four? And why is that?" Two? 
because it, everything's done its job for me as a promoter. So I, I the, the star system is flawed. Right. Basically. It's get to the point now. Dave Meltzer or a lot of these critics. And it's not just in wrestling, it's general. It ceases to be about what they're reviewing and it becomes about themselves. And I think that's where the whole six-star thing has come from. It's, I can't need people to talk about me. You know, it's that, if, oh, how am I, I going to stand out? And I think that's the thing. And, and my other theory about a lot of the, the, the people, like Dave Meltzer, who have positions of authority, it's a bit like Steve Bennett in the comedy world. In the sense that he started a website called Chortle, which for a long time was seen as being quite important in the comedy world, until everyone realised it's only comedians who go there. Mm. And it's it's the fact that in the infancy of the internet, Steve Bennett was the first guy to do it. Because you had to be a proper hardcore nerd to actually decipher all the stuff to do with doing the website. And I would say it's the same thing for Dave Meltzer. You had to be a hardcore nerd about stuff mm. back in the day in order to get the stuff together that he did. He had to be almost obsessive, like unhealthy obsessive to get the information that he did, have the coverage he did back in the 80s when it all began. But now, because he was the very beginning and everything that's trickled down from there has been tainted or coloured or flavoured by his preference. His preference for a certain type of match and a certain type of style has become... Cause people will kind of try to be like critics. So other people have tried to review matches the way he does. Other people have, have sort of jumped on that as well. And I think that you get a lot of people who will replicate what he does without understanding it. Mm. And I think that's the thing that's, that's, that's happened here. Mm. So as other people replicate it and probably do a better job of, of critiquing than he does, he then has to try and stay ahead of the curve. So all of a sudden, six stars, he goes full spinal tap. But it's the thing as well of like, the way he was like, if you disagree with me, you're wrong. That instantly, <laughs> to me, null and voids his opinion. Because that's, that's, that is obnoxious. And that, and this is back to the, the trolling thing. Like one of our friends, Craig, referred to him as Broken Dave Meltzer. <laughs> this, is a great, this is a great line. But it's, it's, it's a, a great point. And, and it's, it, he, he's, he's a very clever man because he's got everyone talking he's and probably, he's got he's everyone not, talking about Dave Meltzer. He's not talking about us on his podcast. No, and, and well, fair play to him. He got annoyed with me. The, the Dave Meltzer thing, what happened is, is our fans jokingly chanted, fuck Dave Meltzer at one of our shows <laughs> and someone grasped us up to him Aww. and he didn't know the context of it and it's not on the, the on-demand thing because it was... Mm. It was me making a joke about the fact that we just had an absolutely ridiculous match. And I, I, I just went, oh, God, Dave Meltzer's going to hate this. And I've said it before at shows. Yeah. And like 700 people started chanting, fuck Dave Meltzer. And someone who was there tweeted and went, there's all these people chanting, fuck Dave Meltzer at you. And then he was like, oh, but I really like progress. I don't see what the problem is. And I had to tweet him and go, oh, it, was a, it was a joke. Um but then I genuinely is oh, the thing. It's very serious. He, I almost get the feeling he watches it very seriously. No, no, very but, seriously. No, but stop watch. But he is. I'm going to be devil's advocate here, and I'm going to say that he is. He's important in wrestling because he is. He's a great journalistic resource, and we do need, like he's watched more wrestling than all of us, right? And yes, he's got his own opinions in the same way that I host this podcast that has a load of listeners. 
And I've got my own opinions, and there's some stuff I do not like in wrestling. There's some stuff I won't talk about on this podcast because I don't care for it. So I'm sh- I'm doing exactly the same as him, and no one's criticising me for it because I don't particularly have many controversial opinions. No. You know, because this podcast is set up to be deliberately positive because I didn't want to go down the route of I don't like this. Mm-hmm. I genuinely think that he gave that match six stars because he enjoyed it that much. I I, I, I don't I think, think I don't think he's doing it so people go remember Dave Meltzer. No one forgot who he was. No one did. He's still the most important wrestling journalist. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I think a lot of his position is down to tenure at this point. Um, because he's been doing it longest. Um, and I don't know whether he consciously did it, but it wouldn't surprise me if there was an element of grandeur to this as well. We'll come more to the, the six-star point in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, questions about this match, because there's a lot of them. Uh, Rory Gould, um, how is Akada alive after that top rope dragon suplex? Um, I presume he doesn't have a spine. That can be the only reason. Um, that drop kick to the back of the head, bloody hell! Well, we... See that? See this? This is the match for me that, like, I've not seen a drop kick as a viable offensive move <laughs> for a long time until now, and I've watched ah, it and gone. I will. I have seen another Okada match where um, Tenru's retirement match, where Okada drop-kicked him more than once so hard, I thought Tenru was going to fucking die. It was horrible! Because it was that moment of, you're a 29-year-old man kicking a man in his 50s! It looks like a drive. The, the drop-kicks in this match, like, again, my wife walked into the room, I'm watching it, there's one of Okada's drop kicks, not even not even the Omega one, which oh, yeah. is nuts. Yeah. One of Okada's drop kicks, and she just... She's coming in. She's coming in with our son and sitting down on the sofa, and she sees this drop and goes, "Oh, steady on," which, <laughs> is, <laughs> which is a sign that you have weaponized drop kicks. Yeah. Um, so yeah, how is he alive after that top? Right, dragon suplex is a dangerous full stop. Yeah, a top rope dragon suplex is because there's only one way to land, which is yeah. on your head. Well, Coop, um, our friend Cooper, uh, who's been on this podcast as well before, was, it's made an interesting point about taking a dragon suplex. Um, if you look at the move, he keeps hold of the dragon suplex. Now, if you see, for instance, um, Pete Dunne, who is the master of not landing on the back of his neck taking a dragon suplex, the reason why this was dangerous is because they just went, eh, we'll keep hold. So Ricardo, even if he wanted to backflip out of it, it had no no give. And it's just, it was physics. Physics You see, this them. match, the first 10 minutes of this match, it's like, this is good. Yeah. But and because I'd not watched it live and I knew it was good. Yeah. So everyone yeah. had already told me it was good. So in my head I was like, let's fucking see how good this is. Yeah, because you don't want to part, be overhyped. Yeah, and, and I'm often disappointed when a match is hyped. Yeah, I hate and that. And in this case I was not. Mm-hmm. I was actually more impressed than and I like Kenny Omega a lot and I like Okada a lot. But sometimes Okada's matches can be similar. Mm-hmm. You know, he does have some matches that are a bit similar to the other ones. But this it it does it's just there's so much in this match that is dangerous as all fuck, which is a question we'll come to in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, Rory also asks, um, is this the match that gets New Japan the international recognition it deserves? Now, from my point of view, Rory, we're a British wrestling podcast talking about a Japanese wrestling show. <laughs> um, I think it already has international recognition. Um, that's why Kevin Kelly and Steve Carino commentated on it. That's why there's an English language thing. I think... From when I became a real hardcore wrestling fan in the late 90s, I knew who New Japan was then. Mm. I know who New Japan are yeah. now. To me, as a hardcore wrestling fan, New Japan have always had the recognition. Yeah. Are they going to break through to mainstream recognition? Probably not, because wrestling is a niche product. Yeah. I mean, they're, I mean they're, they're now at the point where 
you know, Finn Balor is being recognised as what he's achieved in New Japan. AJ Styles is being recognised on WWE programming in their commentary. Yeah. So it's not as if it's hidden away. No, but I don't think you're going to get someone yeah. who doesn't like wrestling going, I'm going to watch Japanese wrestling now. Yeah. yeah. We're a niche community anyway. If you like wrestling, I, I, I genuinely believe, for example, if you're one of 700 people that comes to a progress show, you probably watch this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, at least 500 of our regular crowd will have watched this show. Mm-hmm. And based on the amount of tweets I got about it, I got as many tweets about this show as I do a WWE pay-per-view. Yeah. So it would say that Tuesday Night Jaw listeners mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. definitely accepted this. Like I know that, that Scooby's Pit, he's not as into Japanese wrestling, but I know that he'll watch this and will be. Same as me. Yeah, because it's not hard to subscribe to New Japan World. Mm-hmm. you know, And it's a tenner a month. Yeah. I think the interesting thing is that, that you could look at it as has this match given them a Western face mm. to help go into a Western market? Then maybe, yeah, because, I mean, Balor looked like he was going to be the guy in that position um, before before he moved on. So I think maybe maybe in terms of um, having someone I, that you can identify with um, outside of Japan, then yeah, maybe. Like, Is it the match that made Kenny Omega in New Japan? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think mm. that's that's a sensible way of looking at it. But I, you I, are right about I, it. I would argue yeah. the thing that made Kenny Omega in New Japan was winning the G1. Yeah, but then again, it's like... is It's a fucking big deal. It's, it's a two-part yeah. thing. If he won the G1, the G1 is, all right, okay, that's your springboard. Yeah. The G1 yeah. is step one. But if he hadn't delivered in the main event of Wrestle Kingdom, then that would probably been it. He'd have been, yeah. He wouldn't have been fired, but he'd have been... Yeah. Well, it would be a long, long time if you, before you get this chance again, if you ever do. Yeah. So it's a one-two. He was never not going to deliver, though. But I think also, in terms of this, you've got to look at... There's just only so much wrestling you can watch in a week. True. And while WWE brings out a new show every week, I've got so many friends who are like, I'm sure New Japan is amazing, Mel, but I've just not got the time. Mm-hmm. And that is... It's hard. Like You can only do so much if you're New Japan. They're doing the right things. Global. You, you're absolutely right. Like outside of even WWE programming, which is you know you got Monday Night Raw, you got SmackDown on Tuesday, you got two or five on Tuesday as well. You've got Wednesday nights NXT. Yeah. You know, it's, if the UK thing launches, yeah, then exactly. we'll probably have another hour. And then outside of that, you've obviously got um, uh, independent promotions, which is obviously more of a monthly basis. But yeah. then you have things like Lucha Underground, TNA, uh, TNA Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor. Yeah. You know, it's and, and and things of like this this uh, flow slam that that Evolver involved mm. with. You know, they're going to be doing more programming on that. So it's going to be. It, I completely agree. There's there's too much wrestling for for, for me to watch. <laughs> like, it, and I I I do love watching my wrestling. So it it, it is it is interesting in in that sense. So it's it, it is a, it does feel a little bit at the minute that it is a lot of people, uh, a lot of companies are going for the same people, like. Oh well, you know, come over here and look at this that we're doing over yeah. here. Because again, like you know, you rightfully said, Jim, it is unfortunately still, or fortunately, still a niche, niche women. And also, niche, what has been market. my biggest peeve this week is status is oh, someone link me to Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> Subscribe to it. Yes, <laughs> they're Pay providing for, something here. Pay for your wrestling. Yes. So next question. Uh, from Catriona Thwaite. I love that name. It's good great name. name. Great yeah. name, Catriona. Um, uh, who's the next challenger for Ricarda? Just one name from all of us. Who's the next challenger from Ricarda? 
if we take away the fact that the next challenger for Okada <laughs> is Minoru Suzuki because he's already attacked him at the next show the next night. Yeah. Um, after Suzuki, who's because they're not going to put the title on Minoru Suzuki, mm. I wouldn't even Ooh, imagine. Don't say that. I mean, imagine if Minoru Suzuki came up to you and went, "Hey, Gado, I'm having the belt." <laughs> You'd be like, "All right, <laughs> all right yeah, fair to play, yeah, yeah, yeah." Be, first of all, I'd be like, "I didn't know Minoru, you were from Blackburn." Hey, pal. <laughs> hey, Gado, pal. It was that belt round there. Well, my dream, I want Gado to like jump Kakada one day. I'd love that. Oh! I'd love that. I mean, Have that's... you? I, I want... It would a... break my heart. I, I want a woman to look at me the way Gado looks oh, at Okada. No. That is love. Just pure, pure, untainted love. Adoration. It's amazing. Um, all right, then. So, not Suzuki. Okay. Um, Who else? I think... So, we're talking Challenger. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to go with Michael Elgin. Oh. Which, mm. you know, wouldn't wouldn't be a bad shout. And he's still being built in that right, right mm. sort of way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew? I think Naito. Yeah, fair enough. Melanie? Yeah, I was going to say Naito too. Mm. But, you know, Hot Potato did it last year. Yeah. So, There's I'm not go really... back to it. That's the problem now. They're really... struggling a little. Not really anyone set up, you know, for mm. it. Um, I, there's a couple of people you go oh well you might have a bit of a push like like for instance like Sonata like there was one point uh, this year where you thought when like Sonata came in yeah, yeah. he was getting the pinfalls and he was you know really initially his first initial push was very much like yeah. mm. but they are good at building up new stars like, yeah for sure hand that to sure. them in a couple of months we'll know what's going on and, and, and to be fair like you know as much as as much as we are sort of dismissing the Suzuki gun thing it's like they definitely pulled the trigger on that <laughs> No pun intended. Um, <laughs> at the right time, and they knew they were going to pull it then, and then there's a reason why they were holding off on it. Because yeah. they clearly had a game plan and an idea. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's not really anyone else in that faction, though, is there, that could even threaten? Not really. Yeah. No. I mean, it'd be good for the tag division. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Because you've got uh, Archer and Smith, haven't you? Yes. So, uh, Killer Elite Squad. Uh, or Kez, named after their favourite Falcon-based Yorkshire <laughs> film. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> why does no one use a falcon as a weapon? Um, it is really difficult to think of, of who else could challenge, unless, I mean, because Goto's taken a big step. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's possible. You can't really do it with Ishii because he's a tag champ, but you could potentially do it with Goto. I'd love Marafuji to jump back over again. They had some good... Um, Matchups this year, Carter yeah. and him. So, what's good about Marafuji as well is is how he's changed his style from what he was like ten years ago. <laughs> yeah, man. Because he's active. Because he's getting older. Yeah, you know, it's it's good to see that. Um, right, next question, Alex Davies. Um, what do we make? We mentioned the Wrestling Observer newsletter before. What do we make of the Wrestling Observer newsletter story that this main event has led to WWE changing their approach to the Mania main event? Um, I've not seen the story, Alex. No, never. But I don't know how much WWE attention... I mean, I think WWE pay lots of attention to New Japan because they sign people from it. I don't know how much attention they'll pay to the structure of their show because it's, it's Wrestle Kingdom is different. It, whilst we enjoy it as wrestling fans, it is still mm. aimed at a New Japan audience. Mm. And that's different to what WrestleMania is aimed at. WrestleMania is an entertainment juggernaut. It is not... A wrestling purist what, show. What's, what's the rumour? 
I don't know. That's yeah, what I just said. I, I, mean, I don't. I, I'll off. be honest. I don't. As in, they've changed what match they were going to have. No, it, it, the, the, what it says is that their approach to the Mania main event. So whether it means that the Mania main event is going to go forty-five minutes, or whether it means that no, no. I mean, that's just. I don't know what. No. I don't know what WWE would see out of this and go. We have to change what we're going to plan for WrestleMania. Because no. I would argue most of WrestleMania is probably planned now. If know. anything, I would say that in recent years, New Japan has borrowed more from WWE in terms of presentation. Than than the other way around, um, and I, I think even from the outsider perspective, it's the fact that a big part of their turnaround was not taking themselves quite so effing seriously as mm. they did during the the days of the were all serious wrestlers, shoot fighters, and yeah. this. Um, I, I I can't imagine that they'll they'll change it because. Why would they? But also as well, regardless of what your opinion of WWE's product is, and, and as you, if you're a regular Tuesday Night Journal listener, you'll know that I don't, I don't intend on being negative towards anything in wrestling because no. I love wrestling. We will all watch WrestleMania and have a lovely time. It's WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Yep. We did last year. Yeah. We, that was what. But WrestleMania is aimed at if you're filling a stadium with what seventy, eighty thousand people. And there's going to be a lot of local people there aren't necessarily as interested. I'm going to be at WrestleMania. I'm going to have the fucking time of my life. <laughs> right? But it's mainly going to be because I'm in Orlando with my two of my best friends. Mm-hmm. Like, And we will have just done shows and I've hung out with a load of people that I like. Mm-hmm. And I'm in Orlando watching wrestling. Like, the, the show itself, it'll be WrestleMania and it'll be great. And I'll enjoy yeah. it. And if there ends up, if there ends up being a, a inverted commas five star match on there, brilliant. <laughs> Seven but it's, star match. But it's WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've been to WrestleMania with you, Chris. Yeah. And that WrestleMania was great. I don't particularly care about the matches that were on. I enjoyed the fact that I was sat in Miami with one of my friends. And we right? watched, and it was a spectacle. We saw The Rock versus John Cena. We 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 heard the re- you got to see Punk versus Jericho. Yeah. Lots of good stuff. And, and it, I don't think. What what Wrestle Kingdom is aimed at is different to what WrestleMania is aimed at, and I don't think WWE are watching this going, "Oh my God, we've got to have yeah. we've got to have a forty five minute long." Vince isn't going to be panicking about it's New probably Japan. Probably also, also worth remembering that Wrestle Kingdom, as much as we'd like to say it's aimed at us, it's not. It's aimed at their core audience in Japan. Yeah. It yeah. just happens to be that, that there's a lot us. of people out here that like it, so they're not sat there. They they throw a few bones out to the Western culture, but. They'd be fools, and they are not fools, if they thought, right, what can we do to pull in another 100,000 people from overseas? They've got their core fans in Japan, and the reason Kenny Omega's in the main event is not to sell to us, it's because they believe he's the best person to sell there. Yeah. It's, it's interesting, because I think, I think what's happened with this is certain aspects have muddied the water slightly, because New Japan have, are obviously doing two shows in July in America, part of the G1 tour uh, and they have been quite vocal in terms of oh, the tour de france going to yorkshire isn't it <laughs> exactly oh, yeah and you japan coming to keithley oh amazing. <laughs> Get it booked. um but yeah and, and they've they, they have been making a lot of noise about um you know sort of they are aware that there is a western audience and it also it's no secret that wwe like every other market in the world they want a foothold in, in the asian market have done for years, just like like the, like Mexico and just but like the UK. they've always done successful shows in Japan. Exactly. So I think the problem is, like, a few people have sort of heard bits and pieces and everyone's got all excited. And that's great because that's what, you know. 
makes wrestling fun, isn't it? Where we all go, oh, wouldn't it be great? Like, pretty much this is what we've done on this podcast. Mm. Is go, wouldn't it be great if that happened? So I don't think it's as sinister or cynical as, as, as some people think it is. I think it's just, you know. But what I, and this is something I've experienced recently, is people will, so I had to do, a, I did a Facebook Q&A when me and John were back in, well, John mainly, was packing some merch up before Christmas. Because it happens to be at John's house. And we did a, a Facebook Q&A to our, our progress group. Um, just And it was mainly because I got a little bit tired of being asked questions. Mm-hmm. So it was the same week the WWE UK thing was announced. And the amount of people who were going, WWE are trying to, WWE is trying to destroy you. No, they're not. Uh-huh. They're really not. Uh-huh. They're, they're really, they're, we're totally fine. And, and I, had to just, I had to do a Q&A so I could go, we're totally, we probably know a little bit more about this than you do. <laughs> Yeah. Um, we're really okay with this it's totally fine um, and, and you know and, and, and people but people look at the black and white of it and go in the same way that they will with New Japan doing shows in America is they'll look at it and go oh it's a war because that's what people want out of wrestling yeah. Yeah. People, want, people want to be able to speculate about what's going so with people saying to me about the, the whole um, guys in WWE UK being contracted and, and, and whatever. And, oh, they're not allowed to work for you. No, no, no. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm afraid the answer I'm going to give you is really boring, but nothing changes. All no. it means is that we might miss a few people might miss in a Birmingham. Few people. Oh, yeah. That's and, it. And some of the guys that we love to bits are going to make a much better living this year. Yeah, and and we'll become... And, we'll come, and it, this is what I... We're in the era of... It's not the era of you sold out anymore. It's the era of you deserve it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? And so let's say when friends of mine have been signed, who've performed for Progress, and I've made plans for them as a, as a writer and a booker. So people like Jack you. Gallagher and Tommy End and Tommaso Ciampa, for example, all on the same day have their last date in the Indies, which is for us. Mm-hmm. Right? Do you know what? I'm pleased. They're my friends. I'm pleased with them. Yeah. And again, it's the, in the same way that maybe it's because I support a small football team. <laughs> right, I that don't. My football team that won the Premier League. Yeah, did win the year. Premier League last year, but you know, um, Progress has won yeah, best wrestling promotion in the world before. So um, <laughs> it has, it has. Um, but so this is the way I look at it: is if Leicester City, so let's say Riyad Mahrez, who was Player of the Year last year, if he ends up playing for Barcelona one day, I'm proud of him. Yeah. Right. I'm. I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter about Angolo Kante going to Chelsea. No. Um, I think he was. He went a bit quick. Yeah. Like, but at the same time, good for him. If he wins the league again this year, good for him. Yeah. Because everyone will always remember him winning the league for us. Exactly. And that's how I view talent. Let's say out of the the guys that have been announced that that work for Progress, that you know they go on to be full time for WWE. Good. Yeah. But we'll have plenty of time for us to sort out everything that that affects yeah. for us, because. And this is the thing, people people panic about it, but people seem to forget that we have a nice relationship with WWE. Yeah. Yeah. In that we had Cruiserweight Classic matches. <laughs> William Regal has turned up on one of our shows. Mm-hmm. We're fine. So, it, it, But people are desperate to find that conflict within wrestling. and to fi- It's almost like it's like people wanting backstage gossip from anything. Yeah. 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 It's, it's so I never that- answer questions like that. When people, people will ask Tuesday Night Joe questions of... of have, have you ever, uh, you know, is, is there any backstage got? No, I'm not going to tell you anything. But this is the thing. Also, it's, there is no gossip. Yeah. This is the thing. It's right? boring. It's one of the challenges. I was saying this to Matt the other day. The, the fact, first of all, if people don't know anything, mm. it's very hard just to go, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Do you know what fills that vacuum? Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. bullshit 
is readily available and it'll fill any space you give it. And second of all, you then have this conflict with wrestling fans at the moment who want to be surprised, but but they also want to know everything backstage as well. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to believe in the wrestlers, but they want to know what they had for breakfast. So it's it's that again, switch off. Switch See, the, the, off. the thing I'm proudest of with progress is is so when Mark Haskins relinquished his title for us, people genuinely thought I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Well, of course I knew. He's, first of all, he's a very good friend, and, and secondly, it's my company. <laughs> I definitely know. But at the same time, the way I did it was, you know, was just the way we had to do it. We had to come up with a way of doing it, which was the end of the Sopranos. That's how we did it. Aww. So people went. So people went. Oh, what? It's emotion. Yeah, it, people. Well, instead of just him giving it up and everyone going, oh, mm. switch the title again, we had to do it in an interesting way. Mm-hmm. But the amount of people who didn't think that I knew about it because we wanted to try and shock people, and I think that was doing something positive to turn around something that was difficult. Mm. But in terms of, there's no, there's no beef with us and other companies or anything no. like that. Literally, just it, we just get on with it. And I think people are desperate to find that conflict. And yeah. I think you'll find it'll be the same with New Japan and WWE. They're probably not particularly bothered no. about each other. Yeah. But then it's like, don't forget that Figer was on NXT, people. Yeah, yeah. Obviously got a bit of a work Ibushi's been on WWE Ibushi, and yeah. New Japan programming. Yeah. Yeah. I really yeah. wanted to suggest Ibushi as Okada's next opponent as well, but I'm just letting go of that dream, I think. <laughs> <laughs> next <back>. question. <laughs> um, Charlie Eastman. Um, it was a dangerous match. Yeah, you're not wrong, mate. Um... Have we got to a point where wrestlers will do anything to get a reaction? Um, well, I'm, I don't know if you ever watched Cage of Death, mate. Or, uh, <laughs> I or think the Tournament long, of Death. We're long since past that. Yeah, I mean, that people do nuts stuff all the time in wrestling. And yeah. what I'd say is, this is... It's a stiff match, but it's it's not necessarily stiffer than a lot of stuff in New Japan. If this yeah. is the first New Japan show... And I don't think it is, Charlie, but I, if this is the first New Japan show you've watched, you might go, bloody hell... But it's not loads stiffer than Goto against Shibata, which was two matches before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think I have a point to raise here as well, which is I very nearly made this fell into this trap myself because I don't watch loads of it. I don't necessarily have a grasp of the scale. Mm. Anyone going? Oh, they're doing all all this crazy stuff, but they're not doing it in front of seventy five people in <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is on mm-hmm. the biggest, the second biggest wrestling show in the world, arguably. Yeah, in front of the grandest stage, this is there, you know, where where heroes become legends, you know, mm-hmm. immortal yeah. nonsense. This is their biggest stage in the world. So, if if I, I you know, hand on heart, I'd sooner they didn't, yeah, because I dislike the fact where that that that, that it's happening, because I've seen what it does to people. Yeah, but if you're going to do it, do it there. Yeah, I thought I think what I find really interesting in this is that. Obviously, the, the, the backdrop through the table was pure madness. Uh-huh. Um, but one of the most painful bits of this match was where um, Omega laid the table on Okada and double-stomped him yep. off the apron. He stomped right in his knob. It was <laughs> full-on right in his penis. And it was, you could just see Okada just roll and go, Oh, God. Just, oh, no. I think, I think as well, you, you forget that New Japan's guys don't have the schedule that WWE have. True. So they work tours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're not working six days a week like WWE are. True. They're not having to do house shows a lot of the time. Most of their shows have a point to them. Mm-hmm. If you were going to have a match like this, you may as well have it there. 
Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, they had to wrestle the next day, but most of the matches at uh, New Year Dash were, were multi-mans. And, yeah. And it, you, can, you can get away with that. But this, it, to me, it makes sense. And it is no stiffer or more insane than most other New Japan matches. But even, It's just a lot longer. But even in terms of like moving outside of Japan, it's like, is it any stiffer than half the stuff they did in bloody Memphis? Or half the stuff the Funks did, or Texas Death matches, or Dog Collar matches, or you know, go go and watch Necro Butcher against Samoa Joe in IWA Mid South, which is in front of a hundred people, and they're punching each other in the face. That and and they're both people I've got a lot of respect for. Necro Butcher, (laughs) I love. Samoa Joe's a fantastic guy, but wrestling wrestlers, and this is a thing I get as a promoter. and anyone who's been backstage with me will see there's certain wrestlers I pull to one side and go, don't do anything stupid. Because there's some wrestlers who literally don't care. No. Like, like they want to go out and do daft stuff because, uh, you know, because that's that's what they want to offer to wrestlers. It gets a reaction. Yeah. Okay, so the, like, I'll ask you, Mel, because obviously you've been in this situation. Uh, there's, a, there's a bump I remember you talked quite recently um, like, what is your mentality going into a situation where you go, okay, I'm going to do something a little bit mental? Are you thinking about it, or are you just going, eh? No, because once the adrenaline's on you, and the crowd are there, you just have to go for it, don't you? If you if you pause to think about it, that's when you're going to get hurt. Yeah. So, so what we're saying is, yeah. wrestlers don't think about anything. Well, <laughs> Kenny, you know, them two. Kenny, obviously, has been in the media a lot. He prides himself on being the absolute best in the world, and he like I I find it interesting. Like it shouldn't affect it, like looking up their personal lives and things like that. But I feel like he's married to wrestling, and mm-hmm. that is literally it for him. That's why I'm so interested. What he's going to do next? Yeah. But yeah, but I think he there was are, going there in are there. people like that. Like, yeah. Chris Hero is very much like yeah. that. He's very much married to wrestling. And, yeah. And 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 I think if you've got that sort of attitude, then you're going to keep doing it at a high intensity. For a long time, yeah, and you know, how old is Kenny Omega? Got thirties, thirties, I'd say, yeah, 30s. yeah, and in the same way, Chris Hero, Chris Hero's maybe a year or so younger than me, yeah. and you can keep going at that if if you that's what you want out of life, you're going to keep going at that pace and you're yeah. going to keep going at that level of intensity, and yeah. someone like Omega's getting better, Chris Hero's getting better all the time, and I think that's, you know, it, I, I genuinely there is dangerous stuff in that match, yeah. but equally. The amount of trust in Japanese wrestling. No one's taking liberties. The Steiners aren't there anymore. Yeah, I mean, no you, you do worry about like the sense of like reality, but that's when they've got Gado and Jado to rein them back in, and they are so highly trained. Like, I mean, th- there is there is of course the the element of yeah. I, as a promoter, I don't want people taking yeah. really dangerous head drops all the time. Like my biggest fear is someone getting injured, severely injured on one of our shows. Yeah. I, the, the thought of it is why well, we have medics on our show, and it, it terrifies me. But and also knowing that one of my heroes in Mitsuhiro Masawa died because of all the backdrop suplexes yeah. he took, mm-hmm. like th- I don't like that. But equally, he took them every night yeah. for fifteen years. Yeah. Um, you know, doing it every now and again. I mean, I'd rather people didn't kill themselves for our entertainment. But those guys, they will have made the decision themselves to do it. It won't be management that went. Can you please kill yourselves? Because yeah. yeah. that's not how it is. Yeah. You know, it's just different in New Japan. WWE has a, has a medical structure where people are told not to take head drops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And they are taught, and certain moves are banned for the safety of wrestlers because of concussions and stuff like that. Japan's different. 
you know, Japan has game shows where people pretty much kill each other. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very, very different culture to what we're used to. What we're going to see off of this, don't don't have a trouble with the junior Japan. Keep an eye out for the people who will try and replicate this without understanding how it's done. Yes. Because I'll guarantee it's safer than it looks mm. how they're doing it. It's still dangerous, but when they do it, it's safer than it looks. Yeah. And the issue comes when people copy without understanding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tommy End, now known as... Uh, Alistair Black. Alistair Black mm. um, was saying the number of people who go, oh, look, he just kicks them really hard in the head and have sub- subsequently knocking their mate's teeth out. Yeah. Because he knows what he's doing and you don't. Yeah. So don't assume you can do it too. No, absolutely. Um, final question regarding this match uh, from Paul Lee, friend of progress, friend of the show. Was this match better than AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura last year? <laughs> yes. Christopher. Don't know, I haven't seen it. Get out. Come okay. on. I, what do you mean, come I, on? I enjoyed it more. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I also think it's better. Um, no, there's no way to discount. <laughs> um, and Stars Nakamura is tremendous. Mm. And arguably, it's not my favourite match of 2017, but it's my second favourite match of 20, uh, 2016, rather. So, um, um, but, yeah, this is, this is going to be... It, if anything tops this match of the year, I'll be astonished. And it's it's really hard to top it for match of the year because most shows aren't going to give a match forty five minutes no. and let people tell the story that they told in this match. Bearing in mind they don't have, and we've we've not even talked about the fact that Kenny came out as a fucking Terminator. Dun, 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 dun. Didn't use yeah. the gun once. No, no. Why would you? It's like it's like when you get given a guitar playing gimmick and you can't you don't play the guitar. Uh, I mean, they're quite clean the dynamic models. dudes with the skateboards. <laughs> they're, quite, they're quite chilled out with weapons and chairs and shit in Japan. He could have just yeah. shot him. Scythe. Yeah. yeah. Evil. Evil scythe. I kind of like the fact that in the vignette, he clearly went up to mid 1990s Kayentai to get <laughs> their clothing. <laughs> it's the fact that he says it Dick in English Tonga. first and then says it. Because obviously, Kenny yeah. Omega speaks Japanese, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Which is. Because is, he's done promos in Japanese, which is really unusual in Japan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because often, you know, the gaijin are positioned as heels. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I want Will to learn Japanese. Um, just because Japanese in an Essex accent would be fucking tremendous. <laughs> right, some general questions about the show. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel Jones has given us four very quick individual questions. I'm going to go around the room uh, and we're going to give our best uh, en- uh, answers to this. Right, Daniel Jones, here we go. Best entrance, Matthew, go. Uh, Kenny Omega. Best entrance. Kenny. 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 Uh, I'm going to say uh, Tamatanga because <laughs> I love it. Um, and I'm aware, technically speaking, it's not the best. Yeah. But there's just something it, about oh it that no. just is... It tugged your heartstrings, is just, it? just really good. Just it, I've got a thing about... Like, I, I have a lot to do with the music that we use in progress. And I've got a thing about atmosphere... Because my job's to set an atmosphere. And I've got a thing about atmosphere and music. And there's just something that made me instead of just going is two dudes from Bullet Club it made me go ooh it maybe helps that Live and Let Die is one of my favourite Bond films (laughs) but um right best jacket Okada Okada's jacket is good Melanie um I'm gonna say the books good good yeah Christopher I don't remember it was early uh I'm gonna go with uh Hiromo Takahashi's yeah, uh, cool. ticking yeah. time bomb leather jacket. Oh, wow. He looked a little bit like you remember when Ultimate Warrior had that thing where he had lots of spray painted yeah. stuff. Yeah. He looked a little bit like he got mm-hmm. that dude on board. Um, 
Uh, still, again from um, uh, Daniel Jones, uh, best ring gear, Matthew. Oh, that's a hard one, isn't it? Ooh. I'm realising I was half asleep from uh, Tanahashi. I enjoyed his tights. Oh, no, I feel like I've peaked too soon when I already said the books jackets. <laughs> the books have different ring gear for both yeah. their match and the main event, which is awesome. Right, well, no, nice. I need to give it to them, the uh, belts. The belt, yeah. the many, yeah. many belts yeah. Yeah. design. Christopher? I don't remember. I feel like I'm still tasting toothpaste at this point. Um, I'm going to go Yoshitatsu. Because, shout, because yeah, the yeah. colour in his hair matches. No, like, yeah. Right, here's the thing. Uh, RJ Singh tweeted this. Everyone had good green gear. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. no yeah. one on that show. Yeah. True, there's true, no true. one where you're like, that ring gear's a bit knocked together. Will Ospreay's new ring gear is beautiful as well. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and finally, best hair. Oh, come on. Tanahashi, hands down. <laughs> Tanahashi has the hair of a Scouse hairdresser. <laughs> <laughs> He's got like, okay, how, many, yeah. how many different colours? How much straightening can you put in it? How many different colours can you get in that hair? He's got the how, hair of a Scouse hairdresser. Mate, if, if my hair's that good when I'm in my 40s, I'll be happy, man. Mate, I'm 38. I ain't got that much hair now. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to give props to Okada rocking the silver fox yeah, look, fair, though. Yeah, Come on, mm-hmm. pay for you hair. Um, Christopher? Omega. Uh, not least of which, because at one point I thought, with the white stripe across the top, he looked like Pepe Le Pew's inadvertent love interest from yeah. all the Warner Brothers cartoons. Um, mine is is tied between the uh, Chaos teammates, Yoshi Ta- uh, um, uh, <laughs> Yoshihashi, oh, yeah. um, because he's the, the hair of many ways. Uh, and Will Ospreay, purely because he had uh, himself a, a nice new haircut when he got Yeah, he did, he did. It's a special mention to Will, who... who Put some effort in. And yeah, yes. Because I hate going to the barbers in this country. The thought of going to get my hair cut in a country where I don't speak the language fucking terrifies me. Risky, yeah. Yeah. Um, Gary James Hernan Esquire um, says... <laughs> this uh, question is going to struggle to follow his name. Yeah. <laughs> with uh, Beretta, Juice Robinson, Yoshi Tatsu carving out good careers in New Japan, mm-hmm. who from the lower card in WWE, and let's not forget in the past, uh, so Matt Bloom when he was out there mm-hmm. uh, was fantastic mm-hmm. um, who from the lower card in WWE could make it over there he picks uh, Jack Swagger and Curtis Axel to be good in New Japan who would we all choose well Carl I... Anderson would be who I'd choose <laughs> yeah, I was about to say I was like Carl Anderson I was going to say Cesaro but he's done Noah mm. so I was like nah um I cheated because I seen this on Twitter before and I was talking about it with my brother and he suggested Luke Harper, which I thought is a really good suggestion. Imagine him as a proper bruiser yeah. brody. Oh no, yeah. that's good. I like that. That's yeah, good. that is good. Um I'm gonna be dead boring and say American Alpha. Like could yeah, be like good the new Steiners. New Steiners. Yeah. Just doing Steiner screwdrivers and dropping people on their heads. <laughs> I love that move. I showed my wife a gif of Scott Steiner doing this Steiner screwdriver in Japan and she just went that bloke dead <laughs> yes very <laughs> probably um, Christopher lower card WWE guys to go over to New Japan I think my brain's gone um, Luke Harper's a very good shot because yeah. he's he's he can do lot, he can do more than he's doing at the moment mm-hmm. obviously but he's doing what's asked of him uh, um, Neville will be good over there and has been in the past yeah yeah Um, uh, it's strange because I think think what we've all done with the answer in this question is we've all realised you have to have a certain style to yeah I I think what we're looking at is someone who could develop 
mm. who maybe has a potential to do something different. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Curtis Axel is a good good one because he isn't. I mean, even guys like Kurt Hawkins, yeah. who aren't necessarily giving their all. Um, Bray Wyatt would be an interesting one out there as well because um, he's a, got a very physical style. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's the it's that kind of lower card thing as well. I mean, because Beretta has looked really good out there. Yeah. Um, Juice Robinson's looked really good out there. Yeah. They're not got massive win loss records, but mm-hmm. they're still looking good. And you know that the way New Japan books is, if they stay out there for two years, by the end of two years they will be winning more than they're losing. Mm-hmm. You know they'll have a good run in the G one or whatever competition yeah. they're in. So mm-hmm. I, I do think that makes it, it makes a world of difference. And again, I, I think you can look at um, ooh Ty Dillinger. Ooh yeah, yeah. I think I think as long as you you fit in with the style and you go out there with a certain amount of enthusiasm. Because as well is if you're if you're one. If you're one big dude in a sea of big dudes, which is what the vast majority of WWE wrestlers are, you don't necessarily stick out. You go to Japan, and not that, like, Okada and Tanahashi and that are all over six foot tall, but they're not massive. No. Do you know what I mean? They're not They're not giants. So it only takes yeah. someone over there being, like, when, when Regal was over there, he looks huge. Mm. You know? Plus, let's not forget that what we what we don't necessarily see, if all we see as someone in WWE, is versatility. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because... This is a this is something that someone said to me. A promoter said to me at a gig, where I played a gig that was in front of me, mm. and it was a small crowd, and they were quite interactive. So I interacted. I ended up improvising most of my set, mm. and I asked what he thought, and he said, "Well, it's really good, but I don't think I could book you for this gig because you did this, this, and this." And mm. I said, "I did this and then this because I'm here at that gig. I'll do this, this, mm. and this." But that's the problem. You don't see that versatility. Yeah. And and again, the Ty Dillinger thing is. Enough people I like, like wrestlers, have gone. This guy's amazing. They know what he's capable of. A bit like Juice Robinson. So mm. if put mm. in a different situation, the ability to work anywhere with anyone and to adapt—that's what you don't necessarily see if you just see them in one place. But you put them somewhere else and watch them shine. Yeah. 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 Um, I know he's upper card. I'd love to see Roman Reigns in New Japan. Yeah. Uh, mm. I've said this on the podcast loads. Roman Reigns as an absolute killing machine because he's massive. And everything he does looks like it hurts. Mm. You put him, you put him out there because he can have really good matches. Wait, when was the last time he had a bad match? He doesn't have them. No. But people still don't think he can wrestle. No. Although we've, you lovely Tuesday night Joe listeners, you're on board with what we've we, we've about. discussed. <laughs> um, related, kind of. Matt Deacon's asked this: What current New Japan star, or pick one each, could we see succeeding in WWE? Because no, Nakamura, Nakamura has has succeeded to a point in that he's the NXT champion. Well, he's succeeded in everything he's been given so far. Yeah. But the transition from NXT, mm-hmm. Super Indie, to mainstream WWE is its not as easy as just... I mean, I've, no. I've advocated this all the time. Give Nakamura to Paul Heyman. It'll be completely fine. Um, it will. It'll be brilliant. But that's not necessarily what they'll do. But... Because you've got to be able to talk and be in loads and loads of vignettes on Raw to, to really make it on the, on the mainstream thing. Because again, it's an entertainment product. It's not. Um, it's not. It's not, not just, just a case wrestling. of just wrestling. When it's Nakamura just mm. coming out, showing his natural charisma, yeah. wrestling, it's fine. Like and he's brilliant at it, and everyone loves him. Wow, fucking, he's tremendous. But that step from doing a takeover to doing WrestleMania. 
is vastly different. Mm -hmm. um, so, with that in mind, who do we look at in New Japan and think? Yeah, I, uh, I interrupted just Naito straight away. Just, but I think obviously Nakamura, his English is getting better, but mm. I don't think he'll struggle going on the main roster at all. I think he's comfortable. I think Naito's got that appeal. He's got that charisma that you can latch on to. Like, I think like, that's what I love about watching the Japan with the Japanese commentary. I don't need to be guided. I'm naturally drawn to someone who's got that presence about them. Which is precisely why yeah. Nakamura appeals to people who don't even yeah. like wrestling. You just see yeah. him and go, well, he's got something. I don't know what it is, but he's got it. Mm. And and I think that's a big part of... Because vignettes and promos aren't a big part of how they present wrestling, yeah. if you've got the natural charisma, it will It'll just stand come out. through. But yeah, Naito, I just absolutely love him. And then Okada, just marketable as hell, isn't he? So... Um, who are you saying? I'm cheating a little bit, but uh, Tamatonga. Yeah. Like I think he's, I think he's really good in 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 the ring. I think he looks amazing. Um, again, you don't really get to see him talk as much, but he seems to be pretty competent. I just, I mean, he's good at swearing. He is very good at swearing. <laughs> Not as good as his brother. I, I noticed his brother was a bit more sweary. But do you um, think they could be the Anderson and Gallows because they reflect that? They've got the guy <sighs> who was. In a few years' time, yeah, yeah. in the sense that they've got the guy who was in WWE, yeah, and then they've got the guy that's never been, yeah. So they have. Mm, okay. If you bring them in as a unit, there's True. an element not quite the same. I mean, Luke Gallows had a higher profile role than Camacho, mm. but there's an element, there's a touch of familiarity, and there's a touch of something different. Um, yeah, I can see that. But I, I, what was that? I probably, I'm going to go a bit left field and say Sonada from some of the mm. stuff I've seen of yeah. him, yeah. in the sense that. He he, not necessarily westernised out of everyone, but he looks. He's almost like got that sort of smug greaser gimmick going on to mm. some extent. Um, obviously, I'm slightly terrified. This would then turn him into Jimmy Wang Yang, <laughs> but you know, I think he's dynamic. He's interesting. He's good looking as well, mm. and he's got a bit of pedigree for them to talk about mm. with where he's trained and who he's been. Yeah. My choice will be Hiromu Takahashi. Because he's wrestled for PWG Ring of Honor extensively. He's wrestled in Mexico, he's wrestled in Europe, so he's got all that experience. Um, uh, apparently his English is okay, but it's again comes down to his charisma. If you imagine him, he doesn't necessarily need to be... I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a cruiser, but he's quite a big one. He doesn't necessarily need to be pushed in that way, but he's creepy enough for him to be put in... So let's say all of a sudden they went. We want a Japanese guy in the Wyatt family. You could put Takahashi yeah, in there. If you if you want to if you want to have him be a dickhead heel, he can do it. If you want to have him be a, a slightly seedy babyface, he can do it. And he's got he's got enough charisma as well as being a very good wrestler and having a lot of grounding in the Western style. He reminds me a little bit of Asuka in that sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah like he's got that. Like he's so distinctive. That, yeah. Uh, even in his mannerisms, uh, like and we all love when Asuka. Just start spitting bars in Japanese. It's yeah. the best thing in the world. I love when Asuka smiles. Yeah, how Asuka is a baby face. Yeah, oh, yeah, is yeah. mental because she smiles and you go, "Well, she's about to stab someone, right?" Yeah. Like, and and that's what with, with Takahashi doing the little things, just licking a belt and, <laughs> and like like getting this close to someone's face and staring at them and laughing. Yeah, yeah. is yeah, yeah wonderful. So you know, I can see him doing that. Um, two questions left. Um, ben Owens. Has there been a better run of four matches on a show than the final four matches <laughs> on this show um, uh, ever? Better? 
as good. I always throw Canadian Stampede out there as a great example of a four-match run that was really good. What are the four matches? Triple H and Mankind. Yeah. A really good heated brawl. Yeah. Uh, Taka Michinoku and Great Sasuke. Vader and The Undertaker, which yeah. I thought was underrated. And then that fucking ultra superheated ten man tag main event. Where everybody American Everyone. was lucky to get out of there alive. Exactly. I mean that that for me. I mean that was a whole card, but it was a four match. That I was thinking that was a really tight card. Yeah. Um, maybe not ever, but it's going to be difficult to break that four match run this year, isn't it? You mm-hmm. know, for some important show on. I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to see if New Japan can even do it. Yeah. See, I look at it like when we put Super Strong Style together every year, which is our kind of big wrestling showcase mm-hmm. thing. Um, it's every year we're like, oh, we got top last year, and it's hard because mm-hmm. you have to have some matches that occasionally maybe last five minutes. Yeah, and you know you can't have you can't have Chris Hero against Tommy End in every match <laughs> because because people will be exhausted. Whereas this built properly. Yeah. Everyone knew their place, and those last four matches, are, and for me, it's the last five because I love the tag yeah, match yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah. So I genuinely, I don't think it's ever been bettered because if you go back to the glory days of all Japan in the nineties, the main events were always good. The undercard was fine. Yeah. The it was the main events that everyone came to see, and you know, but getting five matches that are that good, oh no, I can't think. I mean. New um, Japan are the only people I think have got the the ability to do it. Be- yeah. It's not because they've got better wrestlers. No. WWE have got just as good wrestlers. It's the way a New Japan card like Wrestle Kingdom is structured to go. This is all our best matches of the year. Yeah. Yeah, That's yeah, how yeah. it's structured. Yeah, yeah. All their other shows are not as important. Yeah. Whereas WWE have to put a pay per view on every month. They have to that, balance that, it, and they have to further yeah. storylines, even at WrestleMania. So it's that's about balance and about an entertainment product. This is about. Pure, this is for wrestling fans. And, and the other thing is, d- you will never get that at a pay-per-view for WWE because they need a down point. Yeah. yeah. So my then thing, because I, I, I obviously WWE is my go-to, that's where I'll always end up back, or WCW, or possibly TNA. Hiroki's my go-to. Um, <laughs> I don't get it. No, um, but like WrestleMania X7 was fantastic, but then you had the gimmick Battle Royal. Mm. So it wouldn't necessarily have been TLC to McMahon versus McMahon, which it wasn't going to be an amazing match, but in terms of delivering what it should have, it did. And then Austin Rock, but then you had the gimmick Battle Royal to break it up a little bit. Um, Judgment Day, where you had the Rock Triple H Iron Man match. I'm trying to remember how it went, but I know you had the Scotty Two Hottie uh, D Malenko match, and which then, is fantastic, amazing. Yeah. And then everything, people were firing on all cylinders that year, because I think you had Jericho, Benoit, mm. um, and then you had another match as well. But again, it's ebb and flow. You wouldn't necessarily have them all back-to-back. Um, final question um, from Joe Murphy. What do we want for Wrestle Kingdom 12? And when do we want it? the top Sorry. two matches next year? Hmm... hmm. Top two matches. So, based on how they're always structured, okay. it has to be the New Japan Intercontinental title match, then it has to be the New Japan uh, okay. title match. Right. Title match. You're doing I'm this gonna... the wrong way around. All right. Well, semi-main I'm... first. Semi-main? I haven't thought of that one yet. I'm right. Think that. I'm <laughs> the main. No, semi-main first. Um, I'm going to make Matthew go first. I will go with Tanahashi Sonada for the Intercontinental, with Sonada winning. 
uh, and Okada and Naito. Okay. Oh. That was that was that was what I would want and could feasibly see as yeah. well. That and to make that clear. I think Okada. Yeah, he'll still be the champion. Oh no, gone the wrong way round. Yeah. In the continental. Um. Minoru Suzuki, I think, will be in the semi-main next year mm-hmm. against Michael Elgin. Ooh, I just feel like he... They obviously want him to be a star. Mm. He struggled with his injuries. I think next year he's going to crack on. And, in the, and main? in the main, I would hope for a rematch of Kenny and Okada. Good. Awesome. I think that the Intercontinental title will be either Tanahashi or Naito against Shibata. I think this might be their attempt to move Shibata into that bracket. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to go with Mel. I think we're going to see... I think we're going to see Omega Okada too. I think the Intercontinental match will be Okada... Mm. Against Omega. Mm. And I think that the main event will be Naito defending the heavyweight title against the winner of the G1, which is how it works, which will be Shibata. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes. um, I'm aware that's possibly quite controversial. I mean, but but the, Carter have, can't have headline they, it every year. Have they no. always put the. Inter- and he's done four out of five. Yeah. Hasn't yeah. the Intercontinental headlined it? Yes, it has. Well, there you go. So that could be the other way around. Yeah, could be the other, but I, I can see Naito being the champion and having a proper run with it this time. Yeah. And Shibata going after it. Yeah. So I think because there's more money. People have seen Naito against the Carter a lot. I think there's more money in Shibata going through all of LIJ to get yeah, to yeah, Naito. Yeah. And just the chalk and cheese thing. The fact that they're very different. Yeah. Naito's got shenanigans. Yeah. Shibata's like well, not, Naito yeah. is a character, and Shibata is a wrestler. But you've seen, you've but that, seen what yeah. um, Shibata's merch is, haven't you? It's a plain black piece of cloth with wrestler written on it in white. It's fucking amazing. It's literally <laughs> the best Genius. bit. It's the Genius. best bit of merch I've ever yeah. seen. Um, good. Um, that'll be all right next year, won't it? Yeah. Um, Whatever happens. Yeah. Let's plug some things. Um, uh, newest guest first. Uh, Melanie, plug some things, plug your Twitter or anything else you All want right, to plug. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, Mel- at MelaniePrice01. Um, yes. Who's the other follow? Melanie Price that got in there first? I don't know, but she's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'll cut you. <laughs> um, There's no joke happening here either. This is legit. Matthew? Uh, I am... At M Richards host on Twitter. I've got a couple of shows coming up on January the 22nd. I'll be ring announcing for a wonderful Future Shock show, which I'm sure Brooker will tell you more about. Also, on the uh, 15th of January, I'm doing commentary on this promotion, this small promotion. I don't no. know if you ever heard of it. Progress. Nah, never heard of it, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm making my commentary debut for that. So that'll be all right. Yeah. You know. Be all right, wouldn't it? Well. Won't yeah. be bad. So all right. I'm t- jobs, jobs for the boys. <laughs> see, secretly, I'm well made up and dead like excited about it, but I'll never show you that. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, 
That's how you get rebooked, mate. Um, <laughs> um, Christopher. Um, don't bother following me. Um, follow the two companies what I'm involved with. One is Eros Comedy. In March, we are bringing WWE Hall of Famer Jerry the King Lawler Woo-hoo! over here to the UK. We're doing Woo-hoo! five shows. We're in Birmingham, Puppies. London, <laughs> Manchester. Yeah, we'll have to provide those in his rider. He'll be very disappointed when they are literal puppies. Um, and then, the Glass, then Glasgow and Belfast. It's going to be an incredible show because the more you think about Jerry Law, the more you realise he knows and or has been at ringside for almost... He's either If there's a wrestling moment that wasn't either him in it or him at ringside calling it, then it's, there, were, there weren't that many. Hmm. A lot of the big moments in WWE, he was there or around. He has stories upon stories before he even sets foot in WWE in 1993 it's going to be amazing and and having had a chat with him he's a lovely guy so get your tickets now they are discounted 25% off until the 31st of January um, at the moment go to facebook.com Eros Comedy um, and go to www.eroscomedy.com for details on how to get your tickets but come and join us and uh yeah. Oh, also at Future Shock Wrestling or www.futureshockwrestling.co.uk, we have such a huge month in February. We've got a show at the end of this month in January, uh, January twenty second in Stockport, which is headlined by I think the biggest title match we've had yeah. since our last anniversary show. Zach Gibson defends our belt against Rampage Brown in what is going to be an epic bout. Uh, Rampage is the only man who's pinned Zach Gibson in Future Shock in nearly three years at this point. It's got a pinfall victory over in a tag team match. Then we're branching out. We're going to Blackburn on the 4th of February in a show that will be uh, double main evented by James Drake uh, taking on Mikey Whiplash. And uh, Zach Gibson, if he's, def- if he's still champion then, will defend it against delicious Danny Hope. And if not, that'll be a number one contenders match. And then we're coming to Manchester on the 19th of February um, in a bout where you guys will get to choose who challenges for the title. And then we're back in Underground uh, in Presswich on the 24th of February, which um, one of the key matches, which we're going to announce exclusively here, first of all, April Davids, who became the number one contender for the Women's Championship last year when she won the Contender Series, is having her shot at our champion, Lana Austin. Not to correct you, boss, but February 5th we're in Blackburn. I always get that wrong. February 5th. You can do whatever you want on February the 4th. February 5th, (laughs) come to Blackburn. Good. Um, at Jim Smallman on Twitter plug this podcast if you've not already subscribed to it subscribe to it review it do all that jazz on iTunes or wherever you get podcasts from Um, uh, if you want to point people in the direction of it so they can subscribe in various means if they're uh, whether they're Apple uh, pro Apple or anti Apple um, uh, or just Apple or anything to do with their bottom shape um, jimsmallman.com slash tnj uh, that's my website as well where you can download my show My Girls and see where I'm gigging and read my blog and all that boring stuff um, support the other podcasts on the Distraction Pieces Network as well because they are ace um, many thanks to Scooby's Pit for putting me on the network in the first place it's been ace and I'm just super happy to be here um, and uh, yeah if you ever want to tweet me about wrestling use the hashtag Tuesday Night Jaw because that way I'll know you're talking to me about wrestling and not just abusing me about the football team I support um, or, or the fact that you've been seeing me at a comedy club and I might have picked on you and you therefore think I'm not funny uh, while the audience were laughing get fucked mate um, not that that might have happened this week but you know, 
Come to a gig and heckle me and then I'll destroy you. And then, you know, then you've got a problem with me. Um, well, you know, that's your lookout. Um, I'm sorry you bought the ticket, Jim Cornette. Really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we will sit in the tenant you, in the you. comedy club raising a racket. <laughs> um, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, thank you to my lovely guests. Um, if you've not watched Wrestle Kingdom, go and watch it. Subscribe to New Japan World. Don't watch it illegally. Watch it legally. It's worth your money to go and watch years of archived New Japan footage. Um, and obviously, um, we've got a show in Birmingham next week. We should mention that. Um, it's already sold out. Uh, Progresswrestling.com. Uh, if you want to look at when our next shows are and also um, how to subscribe to Demand Progress and all that jazz. So, um, cheers. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with more of this. Um, this has been quite long. If you've listened this long, uh, business partner John Briley, I apologise. Uh, <laughs> thanks, guys. See you later. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.